really make a difference in our lives, our children's lives, and each other's lives. But some things he will do is clean up this mess of a tax system, health care system, strengthen our military, back the blue, support our vets, bring jobs back, strengthen our borders, and sustain our given rights as Americans, all so that you can raise a child in a safe and great America. The rest is up to you and up to us as Americans. The days of handouts, the blame game, and participation trophies are officially over. Take on responsibility for your behaviors. Be an adult. Wow, my friends. Wow. There you go. Critical thinking, my friends. Oh, on sharp, sharp display and very, very well done. Okay. I take another sip of tea here. There, I took a sip of tea several during the break, and I still not enough here. It is now time for the Roy's School of Guerrilla Lawfare. That's L-A-W for Learn and Win Through a Better Education. It's the time when we try and turn off the phones and all the other distractions and focus on something of great import. Well, <clears throat> As you can imagine, last week you may have heard about it, but we had this little election go on. So because of that, that's part of what I'm going to focus on. Well, that's actually what I am going to focus on. I'm going to focus on why Trump won. The real reasons, my friends. I've been hinting at it. I've been beating around the bushes on it. But now I'm going to come to the real reason. You want to hear what it is? Because leftist political correctness inspired a terrifying backlash. See, what every liberal who didn't see this coming needs to understand this. And actually, I kind of hope that they never do understand it, my friends, frankly. But I want you to know so you can understand. So maybe you can help make sure that these liberals and such don't ever understand it, because that would then make life a lot easier for us. Okay, so here we go. Many will say that Trump won because he successfully capitalized on blue-collar workers' anxieties about immigration and globalization. Others will say he won because America rejected a deeply unpopular alternative. Still others will say this country is simply racist to its core. But there is another major piece of the puzzle, and it would be a profound mistake to overlook it. Overlooking it was largely a problem in the first place. Trump won because of a cultural issue that 
flies under the radar and remains stubbornly difficult to define, but is nevertheless hugely important to a great number of Americans. Are you ready? Political correctness. More specifically, Trump won because he convinced a great number of Americans that he would destroy political correctness. Now, you know, my friends, your host, I have tried to call attention to this issue for years. I have warned you and warned you again and again that political correctness actually is a problem. It's a problem everywhere, but especially on college campi, where the far left has gained institutional power and used it to punish people for saying or thinking the wrong thing. And ever since Donald Trump became a serious threat to win the GOP presidential primaries, well, uh, you know, I've continued to warn that um, if they were furious about political correctness around a monk, you know, well, they were so furious that they would give power to any man who stood in opposition to it. You see, and that's what happened, you know. So, what's going on? Um, oh, yes. Yes, that's right. I'm being reminded. People are being punished for thinking on their own. See, that's part of political correctness, my friends. When you're punished just for thinking on your own, just like that. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. So, we've watched this play out. On campus after campus, we've watched dissent, uh, dissident student groups that have been allowed to invite people like Milo Yiannopoulos to speak, not because they particularly agree with his views, but because he denounces censorship and undermines political correctness. We have watched students cheer his theatrics, his insulting behavior, and frankly, his narcissism, solely because the enforcers of campus good think are outraged by it. See, it's not about his ideas or policies. It's not even about him. It's about vengeance for social oppression. Trump has done to America what Yiannopoulos did to the campus. This is a view Yiannopoulos shares. Yes, when he's been spoken to about Trump's success, he has said, quote, nobody votes for Trump or likes Trump. on the basis of policy positions. That's a misunderstanding of what the Trump phenomenon is, end quote. He nailed it, my friends. He describes Trump as, quote, an icon of irreverent resistance to political correctness, end quote. And I would add that he does it very correctly. So, in case you haven't noticed, what 
is political correctness? Well, it's notoriously hard to define. See, people have described political correctness as being polite and having good manners. Well, that's fine. It can mean different things to different people. After all, I like manners. I like being polite. But that's not what we're talking about here, my friends. The segment of the electorate who flocked to Trump because he positioned himself as an icon of irreverent resistance to political correctness. Well, think that it means this, you know, they think it means smug, entitled, elitist, privileged leftists jumping down the throats of ordinary folk who aren't up to date on the latest requirements of regressive society. See, I'm, I really am tired, my friends, of calling it progressive. There is no such thing. It's regressive. So an example, well, a lot of people think that there are only two genders, boy and girl. Maybe they're wrong, you know, maybe they're wrong. Let's just say for the sake of argument, you know, they they think there's two genders. And maybe they should change their view. Maybe, right? Maybe it's insensitive to the trans community. Maybe it even flies in the face of modern social psychology. But think about it. Political correctness is the social force that holds them in contempt for that or punishes them outright. See, if you're a leftist listening to me right now, you probably think that's stupid. You probably can't understand why someone would get so bent out of shape about being told their words are hurtful. You probably would think it's not a big deal and these people need to get over themselves. And you'd be going, who's the delicate snowflake now, huh? Well, I'm going to tell you, your failure I'm talking to all the leftists out there, my friends. Your failure to acknowledge this miscalculation and adjust your approach has delivered the country to Trump. Just like that, my friends. Now, there's a related problem. It's the boy who cried wolf situation. You know, remember Bill Mayhar? He owned up to it. <clears throat> Mayhar admitted during a recent show that he was wrong to treat George Bush, Mitt Romney, and John McCain like they were apocalyptic threats to the nation because it robbed him of the ability to treat Trump more seriously. Remember, the left said McCain was a racist supported by racist. It said Romney was a racist supported by racist. But when an actual, quote unquote, racist Republican come along in the form of Donald Trump and racist, supposed racist cheered him, it had lost its ability to make credibility in that accusation. Are you listening, leftists? I'm, my friends, 
I'm doing this deliberately because I know dang good and well they're not listening. But I hope you're listening because this is what you need to guard against, you see. Now, what this is all akin to is the political correctness run amok problem. Both are examples of the left's horrible overreach during the Obama years. The leftist drive to enforce a progressive social vision was relentless, and it happened way too fast. Now, I don't say this because I'm opposed to that vision, you know, like most members of, of you know, the thinking people out there, you know. There, there's really no problem most of the time with gender-neutral pronouns, providing it's done in a sensible fashion. You know, seriously. I'm being serious here, my friends. But the thing is, is that inspired a backlash, and that backlash gave us Trump. Now, many liberal critics out there would roll their eyes and complain about political correctness, you know. Uh, well, maybe now, my friends, it's a possibility, you know, it's a possibility. You know, they say a stopped clock is right twice a day, right? Maybe it's a possibility <clears throat> that they're seeing things a little more clearly now. Maybe. After all, the left sorted everyone into identity groups, Remember, they're still doing it. And then they are telling these people in the poorly educated white male identity group that that's the only bad one. Remember? Remember how they mocked the members of this group mercilessly? Remember how they punished them for not being woke enough, you know, awake enough, right? And remember how they called them racists? said their video games were racist, and then remember how they deployed, <clears throat> are you ready for this, Lena Dunham to tell them how horrible they were? Yeah, Lena Dunham, my friends. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> this political correctness run amok syndrome and liberal overreach, well... If you've been listening to me very long, my friends, you would know that I have been very subtly telling you that it would lead to a counter-revolution if unchecked. I warned you that we would be living in interesting times, my friends, and I was right. I hate being right sometimes. This is one of those times, and that's what we have here. So, <clears throat> guess what? The counter-revolution has just happened. It happened right there. Bam! Right in front of our eyes. Now what are we going to do about it? See, there's a cost to depriving people of freedom, both in the legal and the social senses, to speak their mind. The presidency just went to the guy whose main qualification, according to his supporters, is that he isn't afraid to speak his. Now the question will be, 
Will he actually do the things that he said he would do? Let me put this a completely different way, my friends. Another Facebook post. This one was good enough to clip and save. The person writes and says, you idiots still don't get it. You're rioting, attacking people, calling people racist, sexist, homophobic, etc. All because Trump won and you can't see that your behavior is the reason why he got elected. People are tired of your overly sensitive infants throwing temper tantrums and getting your way. People are tired of BLM being praised when it's just a racist hate movement. People are tired of not being able to say or do anything without someone getting offended and trying to send a lynch mob after them. Your BS got old real fast, and people are finally realizing how bad it got. They finally realized they didn't want someone who would bow down and cater to you anymore. So, don't blame the people who voted for the third-party candidates. Don't blame the people that voted for Trump. Blame yourself for being so insufferable that people saw this as their only option to stop what you started. People aren't racist or sexist or whatever buzzword you want to throw around just because they got sick and tired of the this word that has now come into our lexicon thanks very much to the liberals digging up a 11 year old video of Trump so here we go it has become because people have gotten sick and tired of the pussification of America. Suck it up, buttercup. That's what we got. Now the real work begins, my friends. Now I roll out the libertarian barrel. And I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to start thumping on it here now. Will we, as a nation, hold Trump to his promises? Already we're seeing backtracking, my friends. We're seeing backtracking that, okay, maybe parts of Obamacare are good and we can keep them. Okay, maybe we don't need to deport quite as many people. Okay, maybe we don't need to do this and don't need to do that. Maybe we can have political insiders like Prius or Prius or whatever his name is and Newt Gingrich and et cetera into the White House advising and whispering in Trump's ear, et cetera. Maybe these things are good things. My friends, we need 
to not let these things happen. After all, Trump, I will remind you, for many, many decades was even more liberal and more Democrat than Hillary Clinton. I told you about this. I told you about it when it was happening. I told you to be aware of this, but people didn't listen, okay? Now we've sown the wind. Are we going to reap the whirlwind? I don't know. I don't know. I do know one thing. And that is if we don't hold him accountable, if we don't hold his feet to the fire, if we don't perpetually remind him that you're fired as a buzzword, well, it sounds good. But unless it's backed up with real action and inviting people like Priebus and, and um, uh, um, 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 I lost his name. I can see his face, but you know who I'm talking about. I said his name a few moments ago, inviting these people into the White House and letting them be your advisors is not the formula to, of allowing the establishment back in. Ah, just look at the election results, my friends. Overwhelming majority of incumbents reelected, including an overwhelming majority of Republican incumbents who did nothing to stop Obamacare and make it um, make it go away, did nothing to bring forward a real impeachment against Hillary did nothing to make these things happen. And that's what we have to work with, my friends. And of course, now Trump is making noises about wanting to push through a term limits thing for Congress. Well, that's great. Of course, the immediate reaction from Mitch McConnell and um, others is, oh, we can't have this. That's terrible. Uh, no, no, we can't have this. Yeah, because they'd be out of a job. Exactly. That's the whole thing. Well, maybe they should be out of a job, my friends. Since they haven't lifted finger one to help make this country back on track the way it's supposed to be. The powers of the president are limited. We also need to remind Donald Trump of that. There's only so many things he can do when it, when push comes to shove. We've had far too long, too many decades of executive power running wild. Now that we have, quote-unquote, our guy coming into the White House doesn't make the abuse of executive privilege any more palatable, my friends. No, it does not. So <clears throat> we need to hold him accountable. And that's my sermon. And I stick by it. That There you go. That's it. That's all. You know? Because that's what we have to work with. It's your country. 
what are you going to do about it? I can't do anything for you. you got to do it, my friends. You're the one who has to pick up the, the hammer. You're the one who has to pick up the crowbar. You're the one who has to make it happen. That concludes this edition of the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. Until next week, unless the creek rises or they come and take me away again, my fellow Americans, keep your powder dry. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. 
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Folks, and welcome once again to another edition of the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. I am Pastor Anthony Grissy, broadcasting to you live this November the 14th, about five minutes after the top of the hour. We are a show that's dedicated to tackling controversy and conspiracy directly related to Christianity. And we do all this from a biblical perspective because we're just naive enough to believe that the Bible is our final authority in all matters of faith and practice, politics, pop culture. It is our final authority. It has all the answers, and we're just naive enough to believe that that book has been preserved perfectly to this 21st century church today. We believe we actually have a perfect Bible, and we don't have to rely on the academia of man to interpret the word for us that God would somehow be able to work through the corruption of man and make something good happen. And that was that book, the old King James Bible. Uh, For those of you who don't know who I am, Pastor Anthony Grissy of the Payson First Baptist Church in Payson, Arizona, and along with me tonight, that main tower of brain power, Pastor Jason Burton of the Cornerstone Historic Baptist Church, also research director of the Ecclesiastical Law Center. Jason, good to have you on the air. And um, okay, so I've got, you know, we, we, we talked about this last week because we were fortunate to have a show just before Election Day. So we, we, we gave you what we thought, and uh, we looked at the scriptures on Election Day. Now, um, Jason, I, on Tuesday I voted. And then I came home, 
And I told my wife, I said, I'm not looking at the news. I'm going to enjoy the evening. I'm not even going to look at the polls. I'm not going to look at uh, the Drudge Report or any of the other news agencies, CNN, MSNBC. I'm going to go to bed in peace. Wake up in the morning, whoever's <laughs> president, that's the way it is. And my wife, she spent the whole time, she looked at her phone. She goes, you don't want me to tell you? I said, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And... Um, Three in the morning, she leans over and says, I'm going to tell you because it's today. And she says, Trump won. <laughs> all right. I'm going I'm to say, all right, I was just talking to Frank before the show. Uh, he, he, he believed he could win. I believed he could win, but I didn't think it was going to happen. And I think everybody felt the same way that the election would be rigged and Hillary would get it. I mean, Hillary, excuse me. Um, and uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I was surprised that Trump won. What about you? Yeah, I was as well. Um, uh, really, what did Hil- what happened? Did Hillary actually put her resources into stealing votes in places that it did that didn't matter? That it appears to be what is, what happened with this election. But uh, I was really hoping she'd lose. And as the night went on, and we actually stayed up here and watched uh, a live stream of a major media network, and uh, and and watched as the country began to tally the votes and it became apparent that he had a shot at it. And for the first time in this election, I was actually excited for this reason, because Hillary Clinton, it appeared, would not be our next president. I had I didn't realize it in my own mind, but I had already seen it as a foregone conclusion that she would successfully steal the election or that a majority of the American people would vote for her because they are uh, because they are ignorant regarding these types of things. And uh, the fact is, it didn't work out that way. And when you look at who Trump's enemies are and the ones speaking up against him, him, they're the ones that have historically been extremely anti-Christian as well, particularly those that um, believe the Bible to be the final authority for all matters of faith and practice. And so that kind of makes you makes you turn your head a little bit and think, well, if his enemies are the same enemies as our enemies, then yeah. this must be a whole lot better than having Hillary Clinton in as president of the United States. Oh, absolutely. And you can judge a man by his enemies, all right? We see that in the book of Acts in chapter 19, um, where a couple of guys, well, it was, I think it was seven sons of Siva, actually tried to cast out a demon out of a man. They tried to uh, perform some sort of exorcism, Jason. And what's interesting is the demon responds to him in this way. He says, because they said, we adjure thee in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And, and the demons looked at him and said, all right, um, we know who Jesus is. He bothers us. And we know who Paul is. He's our enemy. All right. I'm just paraphrasing. And then they looked at him and said, we don't even know who you are. Who in the world are you? And then they defeated him. All right, so it gives us a, I mean, it gives us a good idea about the importance of enemies, and the right enemies sure. do matter. Who do you make mad? You know, Trump made the right people mad, and that tickled me. I'm, I said that last week. But here's some Bible on this, guys. Uh, Proverbs 29, verse 2 says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Now, I'm not suggesting that Donald Trump is righteous, but I'm gonna, the, the second half of the verse that really stands out to me, it says, the people rejoice— uh, or excuse me, but when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn, all right? And if Hillary had won, um, we'd continue the mourning. 
all right? This is Bible. When the right guys get into office and the right guys get kicked out, the right guys getting kicked out is as important as the right guy getting in. And that blessed my heart to see Hillary go down. And, folks, I know I know you're going to think this is cold, all right? But um, I actually enjoyed all the videos of the Democrats and the liberals uh. – Eating crow, oh, yes. crying. Somebody crying. They yes, they they did a compilation of who's laughing now, and they they did you know Bill Maurer and uh, Joe or John Al- Oliver and uh, Rachel Maddow and and all these other talk show hosts and how they all called Trump a clown. They laughed at the even possibility of him winning the election, and I watched that video and it I it tickled me. I enjoyed it, you know. And people say, "Well, you you should you shouldn't gloat." I'm gloating, man. I am gloating. <laughs> I don't know. Is I'm... it gloating? Here's the deal: when Obama got elected, you didn't end up having all the right wingers in America going out and protesting, and and yeah. uh, we did say things like, you know, this guy is not our president, I suppose. But we didn't go out and break stuff and pitch a temper tantrum. I'll tell you from the very beginning of this, Pastor, of our discussion here that uh, these people, if they're going to protest anybody, it ought to be their parents, and it ought to be their teachers who did not prepare them for real life. Right. Because they, <laughs> their response to this is so indicative of a lack of biblical discipline as they were growing up that uh, okay. it's just funny to watch on one level. Yes, I realize on another level it's sad, whatever. But watching full-grown adults just absolutely melt down because their candidate didn't win and and expecting to get some sort of participation trophy, such as the doing away of the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. funny to me. <laughs> anyway. Okay, let me give you another verse. We don't. I don't want to get away from the scriptures because uh, it's the book of the matters, guys. Two. Look at this. Proverbs eleven verse ten says, ah, "When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoiceth, and when the wicked perish, there is shouting." All right. Well, you know, Jason, I think there is some shouting going on on both sides. We're excited, yeah. and the other side just can't. They can't let it go. I'm looking at an article here from One News Now. It says nationwide shutdown. They're saying that uh, it'll shut down for Trump inauguration. All right, whatever. It's not going to happen. But anyway, tens of thousands of people, according to the article, protesting in America's largest cities from coast to coast. Progressives are now threatening to pull off a nationwide shutdown on President-elect Donald Trump's inauguration day. And these, these are where the protests are taking place. Los Angeles, New York City, Chicago, New Orleans, Chicago. Um, and they put Chicago twice. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just funny. And Portland. <laughs> Portland, Oregon, um, just to name a few, Democrats upset that their presidential nominee, Hillary Clinton, lost, are waging war against the conservative candidate that Americans legally voted for into office at the ballot box. They're protesting the Big Easy saw one of the monuments. They're being vandalized with the words, die, whites, die. It's amazing how we're called white supremacists. We're racist. We're not the ones that are painting things on, the, on monuments like die, black people, die. We're not doing it. All right, and I'm looking at these pictures. Uh, when when the students of Berkeley protested um, last week, all right, it's th- these were these were punks that didn't know how to comb their hair, punks that couldn't uh, um, 
articulate a sentence. They've, they're all sodomites, Jason. I mean, they've got they've got the rainbow thing on them. They've, I mean, they they've got they they look like dykes. They look like kids that have nothing better to do with their time. Then you look at these other protests. All right, they're black folks. They can't articulate a sentence without lacing it with explicatives. Um, they they can't. They look like they're dressed for Saturday workday, and yet. Um, what do they accuse Trump supporters of being? Redneck, ignorant oh, redneck. Yes. All right. Absolutely. And if a white person wears a tank top, somehow he's an ignorant bumpkin. But when a black person dresses like that, somehow, you know, this is a this is a legitimate um, constitutional protest that will stop and uh, the this um, um, this this stolen election and so on and so forth. I mean, and 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 here's something else: each one of these cities are being led by, like for instance, in Seattle. Um, Self-avowed Marxists. Um, let's see. Let's move on down. Uh, here's another guy, Swant, another Marxist. Um, let's see. I, these are they're 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 they're, they're of this. This is predominantly their crowd: Marxists, uh, Green Party, lesbians and homosexuals, and Muslim Brotherhoods and Black Lives Matters. This is the crowd that's doing all the protesting. Uh, what we're, guys, look at look at the group. We're not talking about people that actually do something for the country. These are all people that are sucking off the country. Marxists don't believe that they need to work in order to earn their food. They believe the government should provide it. Doesn't this bother people a little bit? And who has the time to protest five days in a row? Oh, who has well, the I can money? I can answer that one. Who has the time and money? It's those that, through the free market system, are hired by George Soros' groups to go yeah. out and protest. There have been these screen captures of Craigslist advertisements saying you could earn $1,500, up to $1,500 a week um, protesting Donald Trump. They're just putting it right out there on Craigslist, and that's fascinating to me. I've never made $1,500 in a week. <laughs> That's a lot of money. And so, yeah, they've got time. They've got money to go out there. But I noticed this, too. I was watching coverage of the Portland protests because we've got a friend who's a pastor, Pastor Dan Zyke, that lives out there in the Portland area, and they said it was getting pretty bad. I was watching this protest footage, and I noticed that most of these people who were supposedly protesting were extremely young white college students which, okay, well, that's fine. They can protest and all of that. But then uh, I also noticed that the uh, newscaster was trying to whip up a frenzy by saying there were thousands protesting, and then the camera from the helicopter ac accidentally zoomed back, and there were probably 100 or 150 that were actually mm -hmm. protesting and a whole bunch of other people that were just standing around. Um, but it is coming out about these pastors that these protests are not only organized and funded by uh, left-wing groups, in, including those that are funded by George Soros, but uh, these these are, are highly organized. There are people that are sent in as communication people. Um, I've seen leaflets that people have picked up off the streets showing and telling uh, exactly how they are supposed to be protesting. But one thing I got out of this, and I, I really, I hate to gloat. I do. We're talking about that in the chat room a little bit, folks, which um, you can go to theamericanvoice.com and get in that chat room. But uh, uh, we're talking about in the chat room about gloating. I really hate to gloat, but these people don't know how to protest. It's yeah. funny. That's the lamest protest I've ever seen before in my life. 
Well, some of the protests, though, have blocked traffic and broken laws. Yeah, well, they, you know? they do that. Okay, yeah. And and it, it, I don't know. It's a, look at the crowd, though. Again, Christians, I want all our Christian listeners to just pay attention for, for a moment. All right, look at this crowd that hates Trump. Um, you, you mentioned that Patrick Stewart, he is the actor that played uh, Jean-Luc Picard and, and probably played other things, but nobody really cares. Um, anyway, he's a British actor. He's not even American. But um, he, he, you said that he is quoted to say this is the worst thing that's happened in the last 100 years. Yeah, that's I mean, a quote that's attributed to him. I, I don't know the pure veracity of that, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, Robert De Niro Another actor has come out to say he was sick to his stomach. He's depressed, planning on moving to Italy. Uh, Miley Cyrus, Madonna, these are other actors and, and performers. Uh, they were saying, well, Miley Cyrus has doubled down. She has said she will not move, even though she said she would move if Trump won. She never actually believed he'd win. Now that he's, he's won, she says, well, I'm going to stay and help out. And not, none of these actors are going to actually come through because, you see, what actors do, folks, is they actually – pretend to be something they're not they their whole life is pretend so everything they say why in the world do we care we know that they should not matter they literally are playing dress up and pretend this is what we were supposed to leave when we were children and they get paid a lot of money to do it and that's that's just a tribute to the suckers that watch them and go to the movies to watch their their acting but th these people should not have ever a legitimate voice. There was a time in our country, Jason, where um, if a if a minstrel or a uh, uh, an acting troupe would come through, whether through the West or to the East, um, and they'd come through and set up a stage and they do their show, people would laugh. They'd enjoy the entertainment, but they never took them seriously or cared. They, they, they the moment they spoke, people just look at them like, ha, 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 "You're acting again," and that's how we should right. be looking at it. This is the side that is endorsing Hillary, that endorsed Hillary, and now they're saying this is the worst thing in the world. And because the people spend more time watching the TV than actually, than actually working and, and performing their duty, all right, uh, just basic things like providing for their homes and letting the government do it, they're, they're protesting. Uh, guys, if there ever was an example of ignorance, it's these protesters being whipped up by actors and pretenders. Who's the redneck now? I mean, who's the ignorant one now? Most of these rednecks that they accuse of being a redneck in the South, they all have jobs and they're working and they don't have time to get out there. And even if Hillary well, had won, they'd be upset, but they wouldn't be protesting. Well, they're truly deranged. In fact, the the actors and the leftists who are who are in power in other areas in our society, they are truly deranged. You heard about that CEO who threatened to assassinate Trump, right? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Has, he threatened to assassinate yeah. Trump with a sniper rifle. He said this, I'm going to kill the president-elect. He said, uh, bring it on, Secret Service. And he said, nope, getting a sniper rifle and perching myself where it counts. Find a bedroom in the warehouse that suits you, and then I'm I'm omitting some of this because it's bad uh, language. But uh, and then he comes out six hours later and says, "Oh, he was just joking." These people have truly and completely lost their minds. You got oh, the yeah. PepsiCo uh, CEO who came out and was saying that uh, all of the PepsiCo employees are so sad and scared about what's going to happen to them, and now they. Uh, 
uh, PepsiCo's, at least at the time that I looked at it earlier today, their stock had gone down because of the truly deranged um, uh, CEO that they have going at, at PepsiCo. It's just, you know what? Everybody on the left has lost their minds. They And do you know why? I was discussing this with a with a, another Christian earlier today. They've lost their collective minds because they honestly react toward this world completely emotionally. Yep. And so when they don't get their way, is it any is it any mystery as to why they behave like somebody who would in a daycare that didn't get their cookie? I mean, seriously, that's all this is. It's so childish. And it makes you want to stand up and just say, come on, people, grow up. But you know what? These are the, this is, these are the people that are just leaving power. Obama was one of these people. That's how he has been for the last eight years. That's why our national uh, debt has doubled. That's why we have Obamacare doubling. That's why we have all of these things happening is because he was doing good stuff for everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, my well, we're, that's why it's such a shock to this country that we're finally getting somebody who actually seems to be somewhat of an adult who's going to make uh, decisions that are, are uh, decisions that an adult would make. That's why it's shocking to them. And that's why we have the protests. Well, they called him a clown over and over again. But here's the reason why. Look, just at, and look how they're acting. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Here's, here's one of the, um, here's one of the uh, examples of a protest. Um, this lady gets up, and um, I guess she got up. She took the podium in a hijab and unleashed a profanity-laced tirade. One female demonstrator was quite vocal about her Muslim demonstrator, by the way, unwillingness to listen to any safety concerns or regulations regarding her religious headdress. She says, I am told, do not wear hijab or you'll be targeted. Uh, she began to yell, explicatives, explicatives. She doesn't even have any facts. She's just saying things and the people just keep putting up these people, uh, these protesters to just say stuff to whip up a crowd. She has no evidence, no facts that somebody actually said, don't wear that hijab or you're going to be targeted, which Donald Trump has, uh, he's not said that. He's actually said, look, we just need to target these refugees, which, guys, that's common sense. They're coming from a country, they're coming from a place that hates America and has even admitted that they have infiltrated the refugees so they can infiltrate our nations, our, our country. So common sense tells us we need to vet every single one of us, not to mention that what we know of the Muslim religion, they're a threat to our country. Just read the Koran a while, guys. It's, it's real simple. But this kind of, this kind of uh, rhetoric coming from the protesters, it's, it's, there's no facts. There's no evidence. They're just saying things, which very poorly, if you ask me, um, no, no eloquence, just, just um, explicatives. And um, we were all raised. I remember this, Jason. I was raised with, um, didn't you ever hear that life's not fair? That's what we were taught. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Life's just simply not fair. Get over it and get back to work. You know, uh, we were, I grew up with that. Every parent worth their salt told their child this at least once or their children, um, life's not fair. You know, in fact, we, we, we understood this principle that, your fight is not a fight for fairness. Your fight is a fight for justice. If injustice right. has exactly. been done, then you do your best to fight the injustice, not fairness. Fairness, unfairness builds character. 
Even favoritism builds character. Somebody shows favoritism to another person's be, uh, and you're, you're left out, that builds character. You just get over it and you move on. That's just the way it is. That's the way life is. When we played baseball, Jason, it was it was a written uh, unwritten rule that when um, a dad coached a team, he usually spent a little more time on his own son. Sure, I mean, he, he not fair. Life not fair. Yeah. So that and he made sure his son wasn't on the bench that often. And every generation of baseball, I've been in little league. I've umpired. Um, I've watched it. My kids have played. Every generation of baseball I've seen. There's always a little favoritism to the coach's son. And, you know, parents try to say, oh, I don't show it. It happens. It's just the way it is. Guess what you teach your child? Life's not fair. Just be glad you get to play. You know? But this crowd, we missed it. Or they missed it, excuse me. Not me. They missed it. They taught them you're entitled. And if it's not fair, then you do whatever it takes to get it. Even if it means you know there is the floor and throwing a tantrum. You know, there is a, a remedy for this, according to Scripture. In Proverbs 26 and verse 3, the Bible says this, A whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's back. Yep. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou should be like unto him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. That's why we're dealing with these things right here, is because uh, our society in the past has been, uh, I guess, pro uh, uh, punishing people who do who do bad things. Now we're living in a society where people can go out and and uh, riot and break things, and there are no repercussions for that. The Bible says that punishment is necessary, and I believe on a on a national level, this has almost completely gone away. You've got people that are messing with little children who get probation. You've got people who uh, don't register their kids with the local school who end up getting prison time. It's all backwards right now, Pastor. Absolutely. All right, folks, this is the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. We are already through the first half of the broadcast. Don't forget to jump into that chat room. Go to theamericanvoice.com. Send Frank an email for registration information if you need to register for the chat room, but you don't want to miss out on that resource for this show and all of the others on theamericanvoice.com. In order to get the login info, send uh, send an email to americanvoiceradio at yahoo with your name, screen name, and state, and he'll create an account for you and email you that login info. All right, folks, we will be right back after this break talking about the protests, bringing it into biblical perspective. This is the Contenders for the Faith Radio broadcast.
worried about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide. But it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
I want to hear from heaven a clear word from God, a sermon of conviction straight from the heart. I've been hearing other preachers say I don't have to change. The most eloquent of speakers tell me I'm okay, but it hasn't eased my conscience. And I know it's not the truth So when you stand before us Can I count on you? Oh preacher You say you want to be my friend Don't be afraid to call my sin What it is And preacher Tell me I can overcome But it's only by Cornerstone Historic Baptist Church in Union City, Indiana, and we are jumping and leaping into the second half of the broadcast, and in the big squeaky chair, all the way over in Payson, Arizona, the pastor of the only megachurch in Payson, Arizona, flanked by the Cedars of Lebanon with the Library of Alexandria in his office, and sitting in his big squeaky chair throne of power. I got to I got to think of another I got to think of a nickname for that but uh, is Pastor Anthony Garissi. Oh boy, you know what? We get the privilege of doing radio every week. Praise the Lord. It is a blessing. It is absolutely a blessing. 
And um, it, it's, it's like our, it's, a, it's our avenue to vent. And of course, you know, we have our hatefulness hour on the third Monday of the month, which gives you, yeah. the listeners, an opportunity to vent. But uh, not a lot of people want to just vent. It, it's That's relieving to just get it out, Ooh. man. Just say it. Just say it. And, uh, you know. Pour it on. That's what I. That's what I say. Um, plus, you know what? This this society needs some clear-headed voices that believe the book. Because when you believe the book, you have common sense. All right. You believe the book. You got balance. And uh, one of the ways of balance is just simply accepting that life isn't fair, and you have a calling. And it's not to write the unfairness, but to preach the word. Stand tall for Jesus Christ no matter what the society does. And, and, and literally, Jason, that's what we did after Trump won. Um, we went out Thursday, and or we had church on Wednesday night, and uh, preached the Word, taught on We're still teaching on Bible interpretation, and we're looking at uh, Paul, the Apostle of the Gentiles, dispensation, stuff like that. And then Thursday night, we went out and told folks about the Lord Jesus Christ, knocked on some doors. Then uh, Sunday morning, preached the Word. Sunday afternoon, went out on a street corner, preached the gospel. We're just not, we're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. Hillary, if Hillary had won, we'd done the same thing. No protesting. We don't block the streets. We just hold up gospel signs, and we preach the Word. Just give them the gospel, because really, hey, that is the thing that will change lives. Have you ever been called ignorant, like, in a derogatory way? Like, man, oh, yeah. you're just ignorant. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Absolutely. Well, you know what God calls watchmen that won't go out? That's pastors, by the way, folks, that won't go out and won't uh, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in every age and every difficulty and every problem and every state of society. You know what he calls them? He says, his watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs, which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, every one for his gain from his quarter. Wow. God, of course, there was describing Israel's irresponsible religious leaders. And boy, does that give us a description of a... It seems like a, a majority or a vast majority of pastors today who refuse to speak on the things of the Word of God that they need to speak on because they're nothing more than dogs who've had their mouths sewn shut, and they're blind as bats, and they're ignorant, the Bible says. So there, huh, Isaiah 56, 10 and 11, uh, you know, take that kind of reproof. Make it change you. Amen? Amen. Amen. You're right. Now, um... I, I kind of came in like a minute after you introed the second half. So did you mention Pastor Hoover's um, ELC conference coming up in December? I did not, December 4th through the 7th. All right. In Orleans, Indiana. And, uh, in fact, Pastor Mike Hoover is in the chat room right now, the man himself. And so yep. if you wanted to talk to him about going and visiting him down there in Orleans, Indiana, or just outside of it at church at Stampers Creek, a historic Baptist congregation, you can do so. How's that? Uh, there you go. But it, I think it's Paoli, Indiana. The church is in Paoli, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He lives in New He lives in Orleans, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So he's, yeah, okay. So Well, anyways. not in Paoli either, actually, but that's, I, now I'm just uh, uh, picking at nits. <laughs> But it's it's Indiana, so it's you know I, I I he's out there in the country. There you go, and he's close <laughs> to a lot of country. So 
Now, folks, <laughs> if you right. want to get down to this conference, if you're in the Midwest, you're in that area, then you need to get on down there and um, you, need, you need to hear some good preaching. It'll be good, good preaching. So I don't need good preaching. Yeah, you do. Now, this is how God has chosen to get his word out. Not through entertainment, not through praise teams, um, not through uh, puppet shows. He chose to get his word out through preaching. He chose the foolishness of preaching, as the song says going into the second half of the broadcast. Preacher, tell it like it is. The foolishness of preaching. You need the foolishness of preaching. I, you know, I, I look at um, I look at the Hillary uh, shills, the um, commentators, the talk show hosts, they're so arrogant. They were so arrogant to think that, you know, Hillary had in the bag, Trump was a clown. And, uh, and then after he was elected, they're so arrogant to say that the, you know, the country's not right. Uh, we're just, we're just racist. We're not there yet. How arrogant is it? But you know what? There's something even more than that. It's those that are Christians claim to, to the name of Jesus Christ that think they don't need preaching. I mean, because the Bible says we need it. All right? The thing, I don't need preaching. Hey, you need preaching. You need it. Go get some. Get under a pastor that'll teach you. That's Bible. That's, I mean, that is the Bible practice. All right? And then go preach the yep. Word. People are saved through the preaching of the gospel. Romans chapter 10 tells us that, but not only that, in Matthew chapter 20, uh, oh, is that Matthew chapter 25? Or no, 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 I've, I'll have to bring that up. Matthew chapter 12, actually, is where uh, the sign of Jonas, um, Jesus Christ says that nobody, or this generation wouldn't be given a sign except the sign of Jonas, which is interesting, because if you go back to the book of Jonah, you see that it was his preaching that they responded to under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to repent at his preaching. And so it's the preaching that God works through in our in our day and age. It's not signs yeah. and wonders. That's that's exactly so. right. Amen. Well, and, and then you get to Ephesians chapter 4, I believe it is. Ephesians chapter 4, where he says in verse 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And then he says in verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till That's we right. all verse... come in the unity of the faith. Verse 13, and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, we're not going to reach the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, Jason, until we get to glory. Amen. All right? Because otherwise, we'd stop growing. So we don't we don't reach that measure till glory. So until we get to glory, we need um, evangelists and pastors and teachers. I mean, it's and Pastor Mike posted, Mike, uh, Pastor Mike posted in the chat room Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You could also add to that First Corinthians one eighteen for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power. God. So you so you don't like preaching, so you disdain preaching. Well, you know what? Then you're uh you're you're missing ignorant. out on what God has chosen to use to give us the gospel. What? what you laughing at? <laughs> well Frank says, but the question was <laughs> Is there a non derogatory well, yeah. way to call well, someone ignorant? So if yeah, you're we're having a side conversation. Well, there's a difference between, oh, I believe, Pastor, that you are ignorant, okay? And if I would say, man, you're ignorant. <laughs> there's a difference. Uh, yeah. it's, all, it's all in the tone. It must be, like I said in the chat room, it must be a regional thing. 
So, um, well, to answer Frank's question, um, uh, is there a non-derogatory way to call someone either? And the question of that is, I guess not. <laughs> True. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, say it nicely. You're it's whether you're red. snooty or whether you're redneck about it. So, yeah, there you go. I like that verse, so then faith cometh by hearing. Because a lot of times we attribute that just for the gospel. But what do you think encourages our faith? The preaching of the word. Absolutely. It strengthens our faith. I mean, it's, it's a bottom line there. Here's a verse that's really important to the assurance of our salvation, and that's 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. It says, These things have I written unto you, notice this, that believe on the name of the Son of God. So he's writing to those that already believe, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. So he's encouraging them that they can know that they have eternal life. Then he says, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. So he wants to encourage you to continue believing, continue trusting, continue uh, showing faith towards the Son of God, all right? And what's he doing? He's preaching. He's I'm writing these things to you that believe that you can know that you have eternal life, and you just keep believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, all right? That's just simple, simple truth in the Word of God. And uh, you need preaching. We all need preaching. We, we, we need more preaching. And that might have balanced out our, um, our um, uh, political conflict that we have today. There was a time where everybody got preaching. I mean, you just went and got preached at. Sunday, you went and got preached at. Now, um, even Christians don't think they need to get preached at, which I— No, I no, no. That's... Just keep the praise and worship team going, you know, and all of that. But keep your message to 15 minutes. I was reading a uh, satire, Christian satire site earlier today, and, and they had an article on uh, a pastor who— Half of the congregation died because he went 15 minutes longer than he usually does. But isn't that just pointing out how um, impatient we are to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ in, in yeah. today's day and age? We have so many forms of entertainment that I think that uh, we expect the preacher to be entertaining as well. You know, folks used to sit and listen for an hour and a half, two hours to a message. Um, you say, yeah, but they didn't have TV. Well, that has shortened our attention span somewhat, has it not? Yeah. Well, what, what you know? Here's the thing, though, Jason. What, um, what a whine, you know? I mean, come on, you know, my TV is giving me. It, so, so what they're saying is, what they're saying is, my TV has influenced me to the point where I can't stand anything else. Man, that that was yeah. kind of embarrassing to admit. Maybe you ought to go protest with that crowd out there in uh, Seattle and Chicago and Chicago and Portland and. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. Crowd. Oh, I'm sorry, that's terrible. But nah, we'll just uh, we'll sit and watch it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it is funny what we do, and uh, what we consider important in today's day and age. Um, and, and along those lines, Pastor, you know, doesn't it seem like that things like this protest they seem so important, and then God does something at your church, and people's hearts are moved, and lives are changed, yes. and then it's like, oh. This is the stuff that really matters. And then all of the things of this world, as the old hymn says, um, uh, uh, grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen? Amen. There's no better life to live. There really is not. Our Sunday is very busy. And some people say, if you're not careful, you'll get burned out. But, man, think of all the things we do get burned out on. And, 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 the, and, and, and the church is one thing we are upset about. You know, uh, he says, be not weary in well-doing. Well, this is well-doing. 9.45, we all show up, and then we teach the Word of God. And then 
take five minutes and we come back and 11 o'clock to 12.30, we preach the Word of God. We sing, we worship the Lord. Then we go eat lunch and we come back at 2 o'clock and we preach and teach the Word of God. And then after that, we rush on over to the nursing home and we preach the Word of God. And then in between all that, we go out on the street corner, we preach the Word of God. And by the time 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock rolls along, Jason, we're wiped out, no doubt about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Man, it's a good Absolutely. feeling. It's a good so feeling. For the it's not bad. So much for the Sunday Sabbath, huh? <laughs> uh, well, you know that we're 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 not observing the Sabbath. We've never even no, we've no. never tried no, no, to equate no. Sunday worship as the Sabbath. Now, some some of I our, know I, um, I was being sarcastic. Know, Quit taking offense. You're acting like a liberal uh, here. No, All right. No, actually, I'm clarifying doctrine because some of our well-meaning brethren have done that. They've called it. They basically True. transferred Saturday Sabbath to Sunday Sabbath, and it's not. That's not biblical. Man, we're working exactly. We're rolling, man. We we don't have time to waste. Uh, this this past Sunday, Jason, it blessed my heart. Our young Amen. folks in our church, our teenagers, have just taken the nursing home now. Of course, we have to drive them. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> you know. But they're taking the nursing home now. Now our, our adults don't have to preach for one of the Sundays at the nursing home, so they handle it all. And our boys do all the preaching now, and they do all the singing. And that, that, you know what? I'm just living the dream. Amen. That is. That is, I love it. I love it. It's thrilling my heart. And, um, you know, and then after we got done there, we went to the ball field and we played baseball till the sun went down and the super moon came up, <laughs> you know? So we had fun. We were tired. We were worn out. And then back to work Monday. But I, that's all right. I don't mind that. You know, we get wore out working. Why not do a work for God if we're going to get worn out? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because everybody else is just getting worn out making money these days anyway. So, or apparently protesting nonstop, but that may be a way to make money as well. Yeah, I got I got a verse. I got a verse. I'm 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 looking at, looking it up right now. It talks about in Daniel, chapter seven, verse twenty five. All right, and this is a verse on the Antichrist. It says, "And he shall speak great words against the Most High." And here's the words: "And shall wear out the saints of the Most hmm. High." And think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. Now, we'll let all the um, the eschatological geniuses try to figure out a time and a times and the dividing of times, but it's simple. This Antichrist is going to wear out the saints, and he's going to change things to wear out the saints, and he's doing it. We're seeing it, the spirit of Antichrist wear out the saints. Our bills got to be paid. Uh, it seems like everything, you know, we are in a rush more than ever to survive. And um, look, if I'm going to get worn out, I'm not going to let it be the Antichrist that burns me out. I'd rather get worn out doing something for God. You know, why, why should it be him that gets all the credit of wearing me out? But he's going to do it. All right. So why not get weary doing something good? And uh, that's, and and he, and he says, don't let it wear you out anyways. Be not weary and well doing. But uh, anyways, praise the Lord, man. What, what, hey, folks, listeners, listen to me. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to shove something in your face. I'm not trying to say, nah, 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 I'm doing more than you. I'm not doing that at all. I'm telling you, there's just no better life to live. And yes, I have to work every single day to survive. I have to pay bills. I do electrical. So it's not like um, I'm living this fantasy a land in this fantasy land of well, we're just ministering to all the saints of God. No, we actually have to work around here, like most preachers that preach the word. 
And then Saturday we study, then Sunday we do our services, and then back to work again, and we do it every single week. So don't, don't, don't come off thinking that we're living an unrealistic life. We're doing everything that you're doing. We're just trying to fit in some time for our God, because there's no greater life to live. Yeah, I agree absolutely 100% with that. There are, there are so many things to pursue in this world, and none of them will bring lasting peace. None of them will bring uh, fulfillment unless you are pursuing Christ in this life. I mean, you should seek after him hard. You should you should be in church. You ought to be, Pastor, because where else are you going to get the fellowship of the saints? You say, well, there is no good church around me. Find some folks that are truly saved, that are well-saved individuals, according to the Scriptures, that love Christ and, and who preach the old King James Bible. Find those people, and if maybe they don't understand a few things the way that you understand them, at least they've got the doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ right. We are so quick to come up with excuses for not serving Christ in this world world. Why do we do that, Pastor? We do that because it's inconvenient for us to serve Christ. But I'll tell you this, if an individual gets a hold of what it is to live for Christ with their life, they will want no other life. Yep. And they will live a live a blessed life, if not sometimes a life that doesn't have a whole lot of money in it. But you know what? The love of money is the root of all evil. And I'll tell you this, money isn't everything. In fact, it's very little in God's economy. When you look at the reward system that God has, and he tells us to look for rewards, seek rewards in heaven where moth and rust, and treasures in heaven where moth and rust doth not corrupt and thieves break through and steal. When you look at that, um, it's pretty simple. It's done for Christ, what's done for Christ. Uh, even Paul said, I've run the race. I've run the race. I've finished my course. I've fought the good fight. But all of those things, the race, the fight, the course— all of those things were directly related to his ministry in Jesus Christ. All right? He says, and henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And he said, it's not for me only. It's not just for me. He said, there's going to be a crown for those that love his appearing and long for his appearing. Because when he appears, guys, we're going to faithfully serve and exalt the name of Jesus Christ. That, and that's just that's the bottom line. What rewards, what treasures do you have? And this is, it may sound like we're getting personal to you guys, but when you stand at the judgment or the great white throne, not the great white throne judgment, if you're at the great white throne judgment, you're in trouble. But the, uh, the judgment seat of Christ, when you stand at that judgment seat of Christ, what rewards will you have? Don't, don't get all distracted on whether or not God's going to punish those unfaithful Christians. You know, uh, that's not about that at all. It's about hearing the words, well done thou, good and faithful servant. Uh, here's a here's a reward. Can you imagine standing at the judgment seat of Christ and going through it and getting nothing? Because it goes through the fire in First Corinthians three, and when it comes out, it's either wood hay, uh, uh, wood hay and stubble, which gets burned up on the fire, or gold, silver, precious stones. And then there's a reward. And wouldn't it be embarrassing for your Savior, whom you have been redeemed by, to look at you and say, "I'm sorry, man, I got nothing for you," but you get heaven, and I believe that. I believe you get heaven even if you have nothing to show for your life lived on this planet. And praise God for that. You can get saved just so as by fire. But but wouldn't it be nice to have your Savior say, here, i got a crown for you because you served me. And here's what Christians do, Jason. Well, what, what really is service to Christ? You know, And they'll spend their whole life sitting on their duffs doing nothing. Wondering what is truly their service for Christ. 
right? And just instead of just getting in and doing something for Christ, I'm going to do this for Christ. I'm going to go tell somebody about Christ. What better thing could you do? Anyways. Absolutely nothing at all. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 3 that our conversation or our manner of living is already in heaven. Why don't we live that way? Why do we pursue the things of these world? Boy, we let our flesh win so much, don't we? Why don't we just serve Christ? The next person we see out, why don't we just tell them about Jesus Christ? Give them the gospel. Why don't we live godly in this world that we might please Christ? And I'll tell you, the reason is, is because we're just simply not that dedicated to it. And that's a sad fact of American Christianity, Pastor. Well, how wonderful is that salvation that our listeners received, that I received? Did you not, did, did our listeners not get saved? If, if, it's if they didn't, they need to. Yeah. If, if it's wonderful to you, then you just got to share. You can't hide a treasure like that. All right, folks, there's the music. That means we are just about done. But this broadcasting network, the American Voice Radio Network, is not done because Melissa Roxanne with New World Order Info is coming up next. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you next week. God bless you. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. 
sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Doc Mike's book, How to Practice Medicine Without a License, Be Your Own Doctor, for only $14.95, plus $2 postage and handling. Call Doc Mike Direct at 708-488-8887, or go to wakeupwell.org, that's wakeupwell.org. To order Doc Mike's book, How to Practice Medicine Without a License, Be Your Own Doctor, for only $14.95, plus $2 postage and handling, or call 708-488-8887. That's 708-488-8887. Order now.
welcome to New World Order Info. And I'm your host, Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. And you can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. And it is my live show tonight on Monday, November 24th, 2014. And I've been giving you great information from one of my favorite health books. And the title of that is Fresh Vegetable and Fruit Juices, What's Missing in Your Body by Dr. Norman Walker and Dr. R.D. Pope. And R.D. Pope was a medical doctor and Dr. Walker was a doctor of science and he also had a Ph.D. and he knew pretty much everything there was to know about nutrition and health and healing and the way our bodies work, etc. So this book is about how to heal one's body with fresh vegetable and fruit juices. You always need to check with your doctor and uh, don't take any of this as medical advice. And I'm going to read a little bit here. And this is a little disclaimer. It is not legal to diagnose and prescribe anything, whatever, in case of illness, except by a doctor licensed to do so. So the elements in the book with the corresponding formulas listed in the book are a guide for the healing profession, meaning doctors, and are given for their general information. While they are based on past experience, they are not intended to be used as prescriptions. These formulas are the result of extensive research done by Dr. Norman Walker and Dr. R.D. Pope. And also, uh, the formulas are given entirely as a matter of courtesy by the Norwalk Laboratory of Nutritional Chemistry and Scientific Research for use with special vegetable juice equipment. They represent the result of expensive and laborious research by their laboratory in raw vegetable juice therapy. It is essential to bear in mind that satisfactory results from the use of these combinations of juices have been obtained with juices made with the electric triturator, and that's a type of juicer, and the Norwalk Juicer and Press is one of those that Dr. Walker invented, and from the hydraulic press, so a hydraulic juice press. Such equipment has been found to extract the vitamins, minerals, and other vital elements from vegetables and fruits and to retain the enzymes more completely than by any other method. When any other type of juice extractor was used, it was found necessary to considerably increase the indicated quantity of juice. Any juice, so long as it is fresh and raw, is better than no juice at all. So that means if one is not using the particular type of juicer recommended in the book, which is a triturator, an electric triturator, I guess a manual one maybe, I don't know, but they claim an electric one only, and also a hydraulic juice press. Those both need to be used for the amount of ounces given for the formulas of juices to have the healing results. So if one is not using that type of 
juicer if they're using a different kind and or they're not using a, a hydraulic juice press, then no one's going to get the results they're going to get, you know, by using the amount listed. They're going to need to use more, uh, quite a bit more juice than the amounts listed in the book. So, like he says, any juice, so long as it is fresh and raw, is better than no juice at all. Now, that means we're not talking about orange juice that you buy at the store or even organic juice that you buy at the store because it's all been pasteurized. It's no longer raw. It's no longer fresh. You know, unless you're going to a juice bar where they're doing it correctly, maybe, but you can't just go buy some bottled carrot juice or bottled whatever juice and think that it's going to be the same thing because the enzymes are deactivated and you know that's one of the main things that's going to help one's body to heal and to be healthy and we need to get those every day we get those from raw fruits and vegetables and the juices especially from them there's more nutrition in the the raw fresh fruits and veggies the juice of those than there is in just eating them whole or just you know even if you eat a raw apple you're going to get a lot better benefit from you know whatever it is drinking the juice instead now you have to watch your sugar you know and things like that because fruit juice does have sugar and and different vegetables can have more sugar than others too so things like that you have to be careful with you know especially if you have a blood sugar issue or diabetes or something like that. But um, anyway, it's much better to to use the juice that you juice at home yourself, the fresh, raw, organic juice from these vegetables and sometimes fruit than it is to just eat the fruit raw or eat it cooked or whatever, eat the cooked vegetables because they're not going to have any enzymes in the cooked vegetables or fruit and the raw always will and with the raw vegetables and fruit if you eat those that is healthier than eating cooked foods definitely however to get the the most all the nutrients that you can possibly get you're going to lose some of those through the process of digestion if you're eating the fruits and vegetables even in their raw state versus drinking the juice from them because um, your body's going to have to use up a lot of the nutrients to digest them. So it's really important to drink the juice by itself, not not to drink it along with a meal or along with eating, you know, some kind of fruit or vegetables, even if they're raw. You want to just do the juice separately, and then the juice should be digested in a matter of 15 or 20 minutes, and then you could go on to eat. And once you eat a meal or eat anything for that matter, even just a piece of fruit or something, whatever it is, you're going to need to give it four to six hours to make sure you've digested it before you juice again. So that way, you know, you'll keep the juice separate from the food and you'll get the best benefit from the juice because your body won't be wasting any of the nutrition or using up any of the nutrients in the juice to do the digestive process that's going to take a lot longer if you drink the juice with food of any kind, even raw fruit or vegetables. So I hope you understand what I'm saying. And also you need to strain the juice once you do juice it. 
you know, and then if you have a hydraulic juice press, you put it through there, the pulp of the juice usually through there, and then once you're done doing that, some people do it, you know, a few times. They run the pulp through the hydraulic juice press a few times, but no matter what, you want to strain that juice before you drink it so that you get all the pulp out. You don't want any pulp in there because then you're not going to get the full benefit out of the juice. It's going to seem like you ate a meal because that pulp is still in the juice. So your body's going to look at that like you're eating a meal instead of drinking the juice. Basically, the the triturator or whatever juicer you're using is kind of digesting the food for you. And the same thing with the hydraulic juice press, at least the juice press is getting more of the nutrients and juice out of the fruits and veggies. But the the uh, juicer itself is going to kind of break the food down and kind of digest it before you put it in your body. So that way you're saving the nutrients for you to use instead of, you know, using them in the digestive process. So hopefully that makes sense. And so we belong to the kingdom next higher than that of animals. We have a free will and the ability to use it and develop it. If man persists in the transgression of nature's laws, Providence steps in to save him from annihilation, if possible. Our fundamental object and goal in life should be to gain vast and abundant knowledge and learn to apply it intelligently. Of what value is life, let alone longevity, so a long life, unless we live intelligently? We can teach wisdom, but we cannot make one learn wisdom. If it is too much trouble to learn how to attain and maintain health, and to put such knowledge into practice, then the easier way out is to follow the line of least resistance and hope fervently that the grave is not too far away. Whether or not you have studied anatomy and the physiology of its functions, it is always best to have a doctor who has had personal experience with raw vegetable juices to check your condition and consult him or her in regard to it. If you have studied carefully all the pages of the book, your own conviction and intelligence should help you to follow the course of natural healing, which has been so consistently helpful to others. So that was a little bit from the book, Fresh Vegetable and Fruit Juices, What's Missing in Your Body by Dr. Norman Walker and Dr. R.D. Pope. Okay, so last week, the last thing I talked about was papaya juice. And we learned that it was... Uh, it has some particular good things. It, um, when the green fruit, meaning the unripe papaya, that's green, is juiced with the triturator type of juicer and pressed with the hydraulic juice press, the green papaya, unripe, contains a principle known as papain, which has much the same digestive effect as pepsin in our digestive processes. It also contains fibrin, a principle rarely found except in the body of man and animals. And we also learned that it's readily digestible in gastric and pancreatic juices, and it's especially valuable in the coagulation or clotting of blood, either superficial bleeding or internal bleeding. So that's good to know. And I talked about some other things, I think, last week that can stop bleeding. One is uh, cayenne pepper, and it would need to be pretty hot. Um, 
you know, the hotter the better usually, but I would use any kind of cayenne I had. If all I had lying around was the kind from the spice aisle, I would use that in an emergency if that's all I had. Um, also, I've read that regular black pepper can also stop bleeding too. It's better to have the hotter kind on hand though, of the powdered cayenne and or the tincture of cayenne. And either one of those can stop bleeding in an emergency or, you know, if you cut yourself or whatever. So that's something good to know as well. And I talked about some different oils and things for pain and different substances for pain last week. Another thing for pain is vitamin C. So that's even good for back pain. The organic sulfur I told you about more for back pain, how I used that when I threw my back out. If you want to hear that, you can listen to the show in the archives from last week and, and download that. Make sure to change the date to last week's date, which would be November 10th, 2014, when you download the show and uh, save it to your hard drive. Or you'll lose that show when the new show tonight gets uploaded. So, But um, the organic sulfur is something real good for pain, and it can be applied topically, locally, to wherever the pain is. Like if somebody, you know, like if I was to throw out my back, that's what I would use anyway. Um and I would also take my regular, you know, sulfur orally twice a day, 12 hours apart. And I just put it on my tongue and drink water afterwards and kind of eat it. I eat the sulfur versus putting it in a glass and stirring it. Um, a lot of people do put it in a glass of water and stir the organic sulfur. So that's fine. But I just choose to eat it instead. And... I take it along with my vitamin C at the same time, and I do stir that, the crystalline uh, pharmaceutical grade of ascorbic acid, and I mix that usually with some baking soda. Um, it's not really necessary to do that unless one is taking, you know, several grams of vitamin C a day, um, maybe like 10 grams or more a day. It's not really necessary to... to add the baking soda, but baking soda is good for us too, and it helps to alkalize, you know, the body and, and helps to make the vitamin C more alkaline, and it's good for many, many things. It's good for the immune system. It's good for colds and flu, um, and of course, the vitamin C is good for all of those too, and then Many people take sodium bicarbonate or baking soda, stirred into water for upset stomach, things like that, heartburn. So it's all, it also gets radiation, gets rid of radiation. So when we're exposed to that, baking soda is one of the good things to take for that. Just one of them, though. There's many more. And so I will be right back on the other side to tell you much more about papaya, and we'll move on to other juices after that. So stick around. Thank you. 
have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm your host, Melissa Roxanne, and it is my live show tonight on Monday, November 24th, 2014, and you're listening to me on com. The 17th. I'm sorry, it's the 17th. I'm, I was thinking ahead to next week, <laughs> and my computer's not working. I don't have any internet, so... I've had a stressful day today. Anyway, sorry about that. Thank you, Frank. So it's the 17th of November, 2014. And you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And you can find out all the different ways to listen to AVR there. So be sure and tell others. And you can order bumper stickers. They're not up in the Superstore yet, but we do have them. So... If you order products from us, meaning things like organic sulfur, for every pound of organic sulfur you order, you'll get one free bumper sticker, according to what Frank told me. So every pound that you order, you get one free bumper sticker. You can also get five bumper stickers for $5. You can get six bumper stickers for $6 and so on. You have to order a minimum of five if you're going to just buy the bumper stickers. But with if you order organic sulfur for every pound you buy from us, from AVR in the Superstore, um, or maybe you click a link or something to get a special deal, but it's got to be bought from us, not from somebody else, of course. Like you hear on the Sulfur Hour, you've got to buy it from us. But anyway, if you do, you'll get one free bumper sticker with each pound, which is a container of sulfur. So every one you order, you get one free bumper sticker. And you just need to let Frank know if you do want to buy the bumper stickers, you know, you need to email him and say, hey, I'm going to send you or, you know, here's my PayPal info. I'm going to, I want to get five bumper stickers or I want to get ten bumper stickers or whatever. So they're a dollar a piece that way and you have to order at least five for five dollars. You can order more than five, but you need to order at least five. And that's just until he gets it up in the Superstore, the info on the bumper stickers. You can do it that way. So you might want to put bumper stickers. You know, I haven't. I need an order of bumper stickers or something in the subject line. So Frank will see that and know, you know, to pay particular attention to your email. Same thing if you want to order something and you need to contact Frank about it for any reason. Put, it, put what it's in reference to in the subject line and all caps is good better because he'll see it that way easier um and also you can order the distiller we have that available in the superstore and that's a product that we deal with um avr does or if you order the satellite package but from what i've heard the satellite package right now uh i think we're having problems getting those so i think frank's gonna try to maybe find a different uh source of those so you might want to contact him before you order that. Okay, and thank you to all of you who tell others about us. And for those of you who are micro-broadcasters that put AVR out on your local stations, we always appreciate you doing that. And for those of you that support us, and there's many ways to do that. So thank you for those of you that do. Okay, so I was telling you about pain before the break and... You know, I'm talking about the fresh vegetable and fruit juices, but when I think of other things to add to that, you know, I'll 
I'll go ahead and tell you. Um, so cayenne is for pain. So cayenne is for bleeding, to stop bleeding, and it's also for pain. And the cayenne pepper, um, I know there's ointments and lotions and things like that on the market for that has the capsaicin in it, the cayenne pepper, and a substance in the cayenne pepper that helps with arthritis and things like that and for pain purposes. Um, however, from everything I've ever read, it's also for pain. So if you had, you know, or if I had, let's just say, because I can't really tell you what to do. I can just tell you what I would do. If I had pain, there's many things that I could do for pain, such as take vitamin C because that's for pain. Um, it's even for slipped discs, if you know how painful those are. So, um, so that's one thing I would do, and I would take the organic sulfur at the same time as I took my vitamin C, whether I took the lipospheric kind from Live On Labs, which I'm, you know, a huge believer in and supporter of. Um, they don't give me anything to say that. They don't give Frank anything to say that. We both just love their product. You can get it at liveonlabs.com. L-I-V as in Victor, O-N as in Nancy, L-A-B as in boy, S as in Sam, liveonlabs.com, lipospheric vitamin C. It's for pain, and I would use it for that um, if I was in pain or my animal was in pain, etc. Um, you know, an injury or just pain in general, and, and I would take it in combination with the organic sulfur, I would take the organic sulfur, you know, every 12 hours, so that's twice a day. And I may take more than usual if I was in pain because it helps with pain. And that could be lots of different. It could be joint pain or back pain, things like that, you know. Um, there's other things, too, you can do or, or I would do. Um, so another thing that I could do for pain would be to mix some cayenne pepper, the dried kind of cayenne pepper, into some magnesium oil. And that is the kind we have anyway. It's from Dr. Barbara Hendel. That's the brand of magnesium oil. Magnesium oil is another thing for pain that helps with pain. Another thing that might help with um aching joints or pain in the neck or back is vitamin D3. And I used to have that problem. I used to have a really achy, um, basically my neck and back ached like crazy for years and years and years. And then I started taking the vitamin D3 and all that pain went away in just a, probably three days. It was gone. So... Um, you know, it's important if one is to take vitamin D3, you know, I'm not talking about the kind you get from the sun. I'm talking about in a supplement form, you know, um, if one is to take uh, quite a lot of that, then, um, one would need to add to that the cofactors with it. And one of those is vitamin K. And um, so the D3 would be the kind to take, and then the vitamin K would be vitamin K2 instead of vitamin K1. And 
that's something that I would recommend researching about. It's very complicated about the K, vitamin K, as far as what kind to take and all that. Um, some say to take MK7, form of K2, and others say to take MK4. So, you know, it's it's just if one's going to take a whole lot of the vitamin D3, they would need to take that and other cofactors that go along with it to avoid having a stroke or something like that, okay? But um, anyway, it did take away my pain, and and for me, I don't ever use the kind of D3 that comes with oil in it, but I think it's good to take along with some kind of fat, you know, um, definitely, so a good healthy fat, you know, like maybe an avocado, some Butter, free-range organic, hopefully, butter without any kind of growth hormones or, or antibiotics in the butter. Um, or coconut oil would be another good fat. Maybe some good organic olive oil, organic coconut oil, etc. Raw, cold-pressed, you know. Um, organic for those. And anyway, I wouldn't take the kind of D3 that comes with the... Uh, oil in the capsule, gel cap or whatever it is, because normally those are rancid. So the oil has spoiled, and unless they're refrigerated from the time they're produced, manufactured, to the time, you know, you get them at the store or wherever you order from, and really, you know, take them home and put them in the fridge, I just, I stay away from that. So I just get the the um, D3 that comes in um, a pill form. Basically, it's a tablet. So that's the kind I've always taken. But anyway, so D3 could help with pain. And also, um, like I said, the cayenne pepper, which can be just dissolved in some coconut oil. And so the coconut oil would need to either just I would stir it into the solid form of the coconut oil. We're talking raw, cold-pressed um, coconut oil, organic. Uh, usually I use extra virgin organic, or one could also use virgin organic. Um, but, you know, I, definitely the best grade would be the extra virgin organic, cold-pressed coconut oil, raw coconut oil in a glass bottle. So... You know, I could just take some uh, or take the container that the coconut oil comes in um, if I wanted to melt a little and put it in like a bowl of some hot water or something like that. And I could just let it sit there until enough of it melts and then I could pour it out into, say, another container, like a glass bowl or something. And then I could mix in my cayenne pepper. I'd probably do it like that. Um, you know, to try to dissolve the cayenne pepper, uh, the dry kind of cayenne pepper powder. Um, and that can be purchased from health food stores, by the way, although I think a lot of it comes from India, and I'm not so sure how good that is. Um, plus, it's not going to be organic, more than likely, unless it costs a fortune. Um, so, you know, you can order organic I don't know exactly how much it might cost. It may be $20 a pound or something, I'm guessing, at least. Um, but even then, I don't know. 
it's kind of scary if it comes from India to me. So I would probably try to get it, you know, grown in the United States and make sure it's organic and that it's not been irradiated because I think pretty much anything that's imported outside of our country, imported to our country, is irradiated. So that's not good. But anyway, it is for pain, so I could just mix it in the the coconut oil, like I said, um, or I could mix it in olive oil, which, you know, I would be more apt to use coconut oil, but a lot of people do think olive oil is good. Um, and I would make sure it's organic olive oil so it doesn't have pesticides or anything and try to get a really good brand of that, make sure it's not the fake kind of olive oil since there's a lot of that on the market that they'll claim is olive oil and it's really not. It's just fake or it's been cut with other cheaper oils, and so that could be used. Um, but the coconut oil is also good for pain, so that's something, two things for pain that I would be mixing together. The powdered uh, organic cayenne pepper mixed into the coconut, um, yeah, the coconut oil, and so those are both good for pain. And then vitamin C, like I said, is good for pain as well. So that's something I could take orally, you know, mixed in some water. Or I could take the lipospheric kind by Live On Labs, like I said, for pain. Or I could take homemade liposomal kind of vitamin C. I personally wouldn't take um, the so-called liposomal vitamin C sold by Dr. Marcola because I have read that it's not really liposomal vitamin C. Several people are out there talking about it on Amazon in the review part section on that. and Or maybe, I don't remember where I saw it, but I did bring it up on my show when I found out about it. But it's somewhere on Amazon. I don't remember if it's under lipospheric vitamin C where the subject came up or live on labs or whether it's, you know, under Dr. Marcola's product. But either way, I don't trust it. I think it's just regular vitamin C, which is fine and good. But I don't believe in charging somebody for something and telling them it's way better, you know, like it's in a liposomal form, which means your body readily absorbs it and it's highly bioavailable and it goes right into your cells and it's encased in lipids, which are the same thing your cells are made out of. So it goes to work and just does its, you know, thing a lot easier and you basically use pretty much almost all of it that way, so it's more expensive, you know. So I don't believe in giving somebody something that's not really encased in lipids and telling them that it is. So from what I've read, that's the case. Um, so I wouldn't get the Mercola brand of liposomal vitamin C. I would stick with the Live On Labs kind of lipospheric vitamin C. So... But that's for pain, too, and another thing for pain and arthritis and soreness and, you know, achy joints and things like that, and it's good for so many other things. It's castor oil. Talked about that some last week, too, and I'm going to be doing some shows about castor oil in the future, but just so you know, these are good things to have on hand. I would get the hexane-free in a glass bottle, a dark glass bottle preferably, definitely, and organic cold-pressed castor oil. Make sure it says hexane-free. So that's something else good for pain. So those are a few things good for pain that you might, you know, want to have on hand to stock up on.
And there's other things as well. Magnesium oil, like I said. Make sure you don't get it from the Salt Lake in Utah because that's contaminated with mercury. And the one that we use is Dr. Barbara Hindell's brand or... I have bought Ancient Minerals. I have not used Ancient Minerals brand. It's a lot more expensive. But I know Dr. Mark Circus highly recommends that kind, and he uses it in all of his protocols with his patients. So that's another thing good for pain. It can be rubbed on. It's it's in kind of a liquid form, and it can be bought at a half a gallon a time for like $40 for Dr. Barbara Hendel's brand. And that can be obtained from SwansonVitamins.com. I don't get anything for recommending or telling you about any of this stuff, by the way. I just tell you what I think works and what's the best stuff and what we use. So, anyway, you can get it from Amazon.com and definitely, I'm sure, other places as well. And Ancient Minerals, you can get that on Amazon.com. You could probably go to AncientMinerals.com. It's going to be a, at least $100 for half a gallon. Uh, the Dr. Barbara Hendel kind is 40 the last I saw for half a gallon. And don't get it if it's from the Dead Sea. Any kind of products from the Dead Sea contaminated with mercury, the same thing with the Salt Lake and Salt Lake City, Utah. You don't want to get any products from there either because they're contaminated with mercury. And there's one, at least one brand on the market of the magnesium oil that I know of that comes from Salt Lake City, you know, the lake there, and I probably shouldn't say the name of it, but it's in a blue bottle, and so just stay away from those, because they're very bad. Okay, um, and like I say, the organic sulfur, that can be applied topically, and I would do that if I had pain somewhere. I would apply that topically, mix that organic sulfur into some coconut oil. It could be mixed into some olive oil. It could be mixed into some magnesium oil or any kind of lotion, but I would use a healthy kind of lotion, not full of chemicals if it were me. You know, maybe a homemade kind or something. I may as well just use coconut oil because it's the bomb anyway, and it's really good um, antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, and just full of all kind of good nutrients. Okay, so now I'm going to go back to the papaya if I have a little bit more time. I don't even know what time it is, but when I hear the music, then I'll know. So getting back into the fresh vegetable and fruit juices, what's missing in your body, this book here by Dr. Norman Walker and Dr. R.D. Pope. We're talking about the papaya, and so it's the green unripe papaya, and the green unripe papaya has much more active papain enzymes than the ripe kind. And the papain uh, is somewhat dissipated in the ripening process for the papaya. And the juice of the green papaya has helped correct intestinal disorders, including ulcerous and more serious conditions in an incredibly short time. And some other things good for ulcers as well as cancer is organic carrot juice. So that's something that I'd be using a lot of if I had ulcers or cancer is the raw organic carrot juice. Juiced at home with the proper juicer and the hydraulic juice press. Also, it's important to eliminate all kinds of concentrated sugars, starches, and flour of every kind from the diet if one has cancer or ulcers. And really, it's that's the case for everybody it should be eliminated to be the healthiest you know that you can be um i would cut out meat and dairy as well 
And especially, you know, if I had cancer, that was just bad news all the way around. It's very hard on the body. Same thing if I had kidney disease, kidney problems, or I was on dialysis, I'd cut out all meat and dairy products. But the sugar, starches, and concentrated versions of those, and flour, those are very unhealthy, too. They need to be eliminated. Okay, so we'll get back and talk more about papaya juice, parsley juice, raw potassium broth, and lots more. So stick around. Johnny was a schoolboy when he heard his first Beatles song. Love me do, I think it was, but from there it didn't take him long. Got himself a guitar, used to play every night. Now he's in a rock and roll outfit and everything's alright. Don't you know? Johnny told his mama, hey mama, I'm going away. I'm gonna hit the big time, gonna be a big star someday. Yeah. Mama came to the door with a teardrop in her eye. Johnny said, don't cry, mama, smile and wave goodbye. Bottle of whiskey, 
access for their people during civil strife. The FCC sees in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Order Doc Mike's book, How to Practice Medicine Without a License. Be your own doctor for only $14.95, plus $2 postage and handling. Call Doc Mike Direct at 708-488-8887 or go to wakeupwell.org. That's wakeupwell.org to order Doc Mike's book, How to Practice Medicine Without a License. Be your own doctor for only $14.95 plus $2 postage and handling or call 708-488-8887. That's 708-488-8887. Order now.
right, welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And it is my live show tonight, the second part of it on Monday, November 17th, 2014. I finally got the date right this time. So if I said the 24th of November earlier, I was wrong. And I meant to say November 17th, so it is 2014, though I did get that part right, and the month right, so anyway, um, okay, so now I'm going to get back into the book here that I have in my hand, Fresh Vegetable and Fruit Juices, What's Missing in Your Body, and it is by Dr. Norman Walker and Dr. R.D. Pope, who is or was a medical doctor. Okay, so we're talking about juicing at home, in your own house, with your own juicer, preferably a triturator type of juicer and a hydraulic juice press, which one would put after they they put the fruit or vegetable into the juicer. What's left over after the juice comes out is the pulp, and the pulp you would place that into normally it's like either a little cloth sold for those that purpose or sometimes there's a the bag sold for that purpose and then you would put the the pulp of the vegetable and or fruit into that bag or cloth and then you put that I think you fold it over a few times, you know. And you put that into the hydraulic juice press and then, you know, you use hydraulic juice press and it presses out more juice from the pulp so that you know especially if you're buying organic you know it's going to cost a lot more money that's what kind I would you know use as organic to get the most health benefit from it and to get the least amount of you know chemical pesticides which are going to be in the kind that's not organic um, and to get no GMOs, hopefully, you know, you're going to be a lot more better off and less likely to get GMOs in your fruit and veggies if you get the organic kind. And I would, you know, definitely want to not get GMOs in there. But um, also, you know, you'll probably be more apt to get minerals like sulfur that the soul should have, hopefully, um, magnesium and other things if the person that grew it is doing it the right way if you get the organic kind so but anyway so you'll get more juice out of the fruit or vegetable you know once you put the pulp in the hydraulic juice press and press it you know it's just a ton I don't know tons of pressure or however much depending on you know your particular juice press how many tons it is or whatever or if you build it yourself, but it squeezes it really hard and, you know, gets all that good juice out of there. So it saves you money because you get more juice out of your produce. Plus, you're getting more enzymes because you're getting more juice. So more juice means more enzymes in the raw juices. And you're getting more of, you know, the vitamins, minerals, salts, and all that, as well as enzymes because you're getting more juice. So it saves money in the long run to have the hydraulic juice press 
taught to use as a second step after you juice whatever you're juicing. And so anyway, um, in that way, you know, you'll get more juice out of it. And, you know, like the book says, you should be using the hydraulic juice press. And in rare exceptions, you don't, such as for, um, let me think, horseradish roots. You know, you're just going to want to use the pulp from that, not the juice. I think the juice would be too strong to use. So you would use the pulp for that and then mix that with the organic lemon juice to make it kind of saucy consistency. And then I told you about that on a on a show um, a few weeks ago, I think it was. Um Maybe or last, I don't think it was last week, but it could have been the week before maybe. But um, anyway, so then that is something that will eliminate mucus from the body to take the pulp from the horseradish root, organic always, and mix it with the organic lemon juice. And that's not the kind of the bottle, but it's actually squeezing an actual lemon, organic lemon. And so the freshly triturated, meaning pulverized, unpressed pulp, meaning don't put it through the hydraulic uh, press. So that's a rare exception when you would, you know, just use the pulp instead of the juice and, and not put it through the hydraulic juice press. So that's one rare exception there is the horseradish root. And then it's mixed with um, lemon juice at the rate of, um, to make it into a sauce and then taking it at the rate of like half a teaspoonful twice a day between meals. And that is very effective to dissolve mucus in the sinus cavities and other parts of the body without damage to the mucous membranes. And it acts as a solvent and cleanser of abnormal mucus in the human system. And also, if it's done right, used judiciously as indicated, mixed only with lemon juice, organic, freshly squeezed lemon juice, then it does not irritate the kidneys, and it does not irritate the bladder, nor the mucous membranes of the digestive tract. So, anyway, the horseradish sauce needs to be prepared fresh, and that's the pulp of the horseradish mixed with the juice of the organic lemons and to the consistency of a sauce and then used as soon as, you know, it's ready to use. The pulp is put into, you know, you use the pulp. In other words, you don't use the juice. So you can use the, you can put the horseradish root in the juicer, but instead of using the juice this time, you're going to use the pulp, which is the solid part. And you don't press the pulp into the hydraulic juicer. You just use the pulverized pulp mixed with the organic lemon juice into the consistency of a sauce. And then it would be, um, like if I was going to do that to dissolve mucus in my body, I would start out taking that at the rate of half a teaspoonful twice a day between meals. And so that way it would get rid of the mucus and it would cleanse 
the mucus out of the system and that's a half a teaspoonful in the morning and a half a teaspoonful in the afternoon between meals daily. It might cause me to tear up in the beginning depending on how much mucus I had in my sinus cavities and other parts of my body. And except for the lemon juice mixed with it, nothing else should be taken to dilute it, nor should anything be taken to drink for a few moments after eating this horseradish mixed with lemon juice. And the procedure has been followed for weeks or months if necessary until the horseradish sauce could be eaten without any sensation or tears, you know, any kind of reaction like that resulting from that. And that indicates that the mucus is pretty much gone from the body. And so for any condition of sinus mucus, that's a very effective natural remedy to help remove the mucus from the body. And the proportion would be to mix the juice of two or three lemons, organic lemons. And I wouldn't use huge ones because then you would need less, but or I would need less. But um, to one-fourth, one-quarter of a pint of the triturated, meaning the pulverized horseradish root, organic horseradish root put through the juicer just using the pulp, not the juice of the horseradish mixed with um, two to three organic lemons. And if they're big lemons, I would use less than two to three, you know. If they're huge, I would probably use one. And if they're somewhat big, I would probably use two. If they're regular size organic lemons, then I would use two to three. So the juice of those mixed with the horseradish root that's been pulverized in the juicer, preferably an electric triturator. Mix that together and then take it a half a teaspoonful in the morning between meals and a half a teaspoonful in the afternoon between meals daily. And like I say, it could cause tears in the beginning, but, um, you know, if it's taken for weeks or months and the tears quit and there's no kind of physical reaction from taking it, then that means that all that mucus in the body is gone now. So you're not going to have that kind of reaction anymore from the horseradish um, pulp mixed with the lemon juice. Okay, so now we're going to get back to the papaya juice. So um, the green papaya, the unripe kind of papaya, we learned it's good for correcting intestinal disorders. The juice of the green papaya that's not ripe, organic papaya, and it's good for getting rid of ulcers and more serious conditions in an incredibly short time. And also for ulcers, carrot juice. Like I said, organic carrot juice is for ulcers and cancer. So it dissolves cancer and ulcers, the organic carrot juice. And a lot of people that have cancer do juice. And they juice and, and you know ingest a lot of organic carrot juice. I know that. So that's something I would be doing if I ever found out I had cancer and to try to prevent getting it is the organic carrot juice. But um, also for ulcers, the organic carrot juice is great for that and more serious conditions and the papaya juice, the green papaya juice, is good for ulcers and more serious conditions and intestinal disorders too. 
and it's also good for um it contains something that's basically it has the same digestive effect as pepsin in our digestive process and it contains fibrin so it's readily digestible and it's good for clotting blood either internally or externally the papaya juices if you drink it as far as I know so cayenne pepper is another good thing to help the blood to clot um, and it can be poured onto wounds and you know wherever the bleeding is externally things like that um, also for busted up knees and smashed fingers um, for smashed fingers the crushed pulp including the skin of the green papaya applied as a poultice to serious cuts or lacerations and also a, a crushed finger, etc. that was crushed in a machine. The pulp, uh, the crushed pulp and the skin of the green papaya was applied as a poultice to the serious lacerations and to the finger that was seriously crushed in a machine and that left the finger usable within two or three days and the lacerations were healed the following day. There was hardly more than a scar apparent. So another thing good for that is cayenne, uh, the cayenne powder, the hot peppers. It's referred to generically as cayenne, but really it's hot peppers normally. But that's how it's referred to. Um, and that can be obtained from a health food store. And Frontier Spice company also carries that they have a lot of different supplements and things like that and we can get that in certain grocery stores here it's not going to be organic though keep in mind but it is from the united states so it should not be irradiated and it even says that on the on the container if you scoop it out in the bulk spice section um in certain stores anyway they have it and it's by frontier I think it's Frontier. I don't know if it's Frontier Spice Company or what, but it's called Frontier, I know. And I think they're in Iowa. They may be in Idaho. I forget. I think it's Iowa. But I could be wrong. But anyway, it's not irradiated, and it's not from outside the United States, but it's not organic, so keep that in mind. So organic would be better if you can get it, but that's supposed to stop bleeding and also heart attacks, strokes. I would take it for those purposes or for blood clot too and it within the blood you know and uh, several tablespoons full of the cayenne can be mixed into warm water and drink if one has a heart attack a stroke or whatever and you know if they're capable of drinking meaning they haven't passed out or something so or uh, the cayenne tincture can be given to them it's a lot of that at least that's what I would do. And I carry the cayenne tincture with me in a dark brown glass bottle, you know, all the time. So if I ever have a stroke, a heart attack, or an aneurysm, or a blood clot, I will be using that. And it would probably be a good idea to have several bottles to carry around. Or to have a whole lot of the the cayenne powder. And it's got to be hot enough. It's got It should really be... 250,000 heat units or above to really work, you know, the proper way. And I would just keep taking it. And it's supposed to stop a heart attack from happening, like stop it. And the same with a stroke. 
and and I do believe it would work for blood clots or an aneurysm. So, and it'll make the symptoms a lot better in afterwards. Okay, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? 
Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Financial obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w.thepowerherbs.com.
All right, welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne. It's the 17th of November, 2014. And you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. Okay, so I was telling you about how the crushed pulp from the green papaya, the unripe papaya, that's good for uh, being applied as a poultice to serious cuts, and also to things like crushed fingers, you know, busted up things I would think would be good, like your knee if you bust that up or something. Um, So that's something that, you know, I would try if I had some green papaya on hand. I don't think that's going to be easy to come by. Maybe, you you know, one could find it in the grocery store, but... um, not unless you just buy that often and it's somehow, you know, they have it at your grocery store and you just happen to have some at home and it's still green and unripe, then yeah, that's something to use. Um, the actual pulp of that. Um, some other things that could be used for the same purpose. Um, like a busted up knee. I know Dr. Richard Schultz used the cayenne pepper for that. Um, so I know he's really fond of using that and he's done, he's used that in almost the dark, you know, before thinking that he'd have to go in the next day and, and redo everything. And it was basically healed that quickly when it was a busted up knee. I know. Um, so I think in place of stitches, even say in the days to come, maybe, um, that would be something good to use and to have on hand is a lot of the powdered, um, cayenne pepper so or one could you know grow their own hot peppers like habaneros or hotter kinds and then you know one would need to learn how to um, prepare it and dry it and all that and then you know basically put it in a powder powdered form and all that and make sure it's not going to mildew or anything or, you know, it can be obtained from health food stores, like I said. I would try to get the kind that the peppers were grown in the United States versus in India or some other country. And also, you know, that that's to make sure they have not been irradiated. And I know the kind from the Frontier company that sells the cayenne spice, the dried cayenne powder... They do not irradiate theirs, and they are in the United States of America. So that's one kind. I know we've gotten some from them before. It's not organic, but they may have organic, too. So that's something you might want to just type into a search engine, Frontier Cayenne, and make sure it's the company in the United States. I think they're in Iowa or something, but I'm not sure. And then see if they have organic, because they might have organic version if you want to get that, which would be even better. But it has not been irradiated, even the kind that's not organic. So that may be something, you know, if there's no doctor or somebody can't get to a doctor and instead of stitches and they need stitches or something, or maybe they crushed their finger or they've been badly burned. Um, there's different things that the cayenne is very useful for. And I know Dr. Richard Schultz, probably the best herbalist in the entire universe, He's very fond of cayenne, as is Wendy Wilson, who you hear on AVR. She was a student of his in Utah, I believe. I don't know that she physically went to Utah, but she learned from him. 
and he was in Utah at the time, and so was Dr. John Christopher, who taught Dr. Schultz everything he learned, although Dr. Schultz traveled around the world and learned from a lot of people, but he learned from Dr. Christopher, who was another famous herbalist, very, you know, good herbalist, so Wendy, you know, benefited from all their information, so she knows a lot, a lot about herbs and sells really good stuff, too. And so, anyway, um, she has Herb Talk Live as her show. You can go to HerbTalkLive.com or TheTheGPowerHerbs.com. And I know she has different tinctures with cayenne in them. I'm not sure that she has just a pure cayenne tincture, but uh, anyway... I know that they do come in a lot of her tincture formulas. The cayenne pepper does. So even, I think, in her herbal eyewash. All right. So anyway, another good thing for healing things, maybe without stitches, if you want to try to stock up on some of this stuff for the times to come, if nothing else, um, and like I say, the cayenne is good for stopping heart attacks, strokes, and I would use it in the case of an aneurysm, too, or a blood clot. Um, it will thin the blood, so keep that in mind. You know, if one's on blood thinners and prescriptions and stuff like that, especially blood thinners, you know, you don't want to be mixing herbs with prescription drugs ever. So you need to choose to do one or the other, not combining the two. And cayenne is also something that's taken with other herbs that will help the other herbs get to the right place in the body quicker. Vitamin C does that with every kind of medicine there is. And it works, the vitamin C works uh, synergistically with the organic sulfur. Anyway, so it makes all medicines stronger, the vitamin C does, so keep that in mind. Um, but a lot of people use the cayenne as a carrier herb, a leader herb, to get the other herbs to the proper place in the body quicker and all that. So always check with your doctor, although they're probably not going to be in the know about any of these type of things that you hear on my show most of the time, especially about juicing and natural remedies and things like that. Unless you have a really good doctor, like a naturopath or something, or an herbalist or, you know, somebody that's up on all these things, um, into natural healing and things like that. So just keep that in mind. So I would be doing the research on my own, but I have to say always check with your licensed medical professional, you know, and keep in mind whatever's wrong with you. Don't be mixing herbs with prescription drugs and so on or over-the-counter drugs either. And, okay, so the calendula oil is what I was going to tell you. In, in place of using, maybe if you can't get stitches or something, that's something good to have on hand, too. And that's C-A-L-E-N-D-U-L-A, calendula oil. And that can be obtained from a health food store. And I would probably try to get it in a spray form or put it in a spray bottle to use, to spray on to heal things, maybe a busted, busted up knee or, you know, a cut or something like that. Maybe something I might need stitches for, you know. And if, if I'm not able to stitch somebody up or stitch up myself, I would probably, you know, try to use one of these things that I told you about just now. The cayenne pepper powder. 
um, which can be poured into wounds or onto wounds um, in emergencies or whatever. And uh, also the same thing with the uh, calendula oil and the same thing with the green papaya as well as the, that's the crushed pulp as well as the skin of the green papaya applied as a poultice to serious cuts and crushed fingers and things like that. So that's supposed to help it to heal really quickly too. You don't want to get the kind that's the ripe papaya though. And as a juice, both the green and the ripe papaya are unsurpassed as a remedy to help most afflictions of the body. So the papaya can be ripe or green in that case. The juice we're talking about here. The fresh juice, hopefully it's going to be organic. That's the kind I would use. Um, and if all I could get is the kind that's not organic, I'd probably use it, but not if it's genetically modified, you know. But that's in a desperate case scenario, and I didn't have something else. But, you know, it's supposed to help most afflictions of the body, both the green and the ripe papaya juice. So truly, nature has given us, and I say, no, God has given us, and God made nature, so... He has given us in this fruit the most comprehensive means of first aid in both internal and external ills. We're talking about the papaya there. And then we're moving on to parsley juice. Parsley is an herb. Raw parsley juice is one of the most potent of the juices. It should never be taken alone in quantities of more than one or two ounces at a time unless mixed with a sufficient quantity of carrot or other Raw vegetable juices such as celery juice, lettuce juice, or spinach juice, like the romaine lettuce, etc., or cough lettuce, it's what it's called in the certain parts of the world. Uh, I think in Great Britain, when the book was written, anyway, that's what they said. And um, so, the raw parsley juice, organic, should never be taken alone in quantities of more than one or two ounces at a time, unless mixed with a sufficient quantity of carrot juice, we're talking organic carrot juice, raw carrot juice, or other organic raw vegetable juices, such as celery, lettuce, or spinach, and even then, and not too great a proportion in relation to the volume of other juices. So, you know, one would not want to take a lot of raw carrot juice, more than one or two ounces at a time. And really, it should be mixed with other juices and any quantities more than one or two ounces at a time of the raw parsley juice. And when we're talking spinach juice, we're talking all all of these uncooked spinach juice or spinach cooked or canned are all very bad for us because it's got oxalic acid in it. And according to Dr. Walker, that's very bad to eat canned or cooked spinach or the cooked juice, you know, the juice that when you cook the spinach, the juice that's left over, you don't want to drink that either. It's very bad for us. And same thing goes with cooked tomatoes or cooked tomato juice, pasteurized tomato juice, canned tomatoes, canned tomato juice and all that. So that's another thing that's bad, especially when eaten in combination with anything that's sugary or going to turn into sugar like pasta. Then it's triple bad, like really, really bad. So that's something, you know, a lot of people do. And they're not aware of. So you might want to eliminate that. And raw parsley juice has properties which are essential to oxygen metabolism in maintaining the normal action of the adrenal and thyroid glands. 
So that's good. Uh, the raw parsley juice is good for that, for the adrenal and thyroid glands. And the elements in parsley are proportioned in such a manner that they help to maintain the blood vessels, particularly the capillaries and arterioles, in a healthy condition. Vitamin C also strengthens blood vessels. So that's something good to know, and it can stop bleeding, too. Like internal bleeding, a lot of times that's from a deficiency of vitamin C, or external bleeding, the same thing. And same thing with heart attacks, strokes, aneurysms, and blood clots. Deficiency of vitamin C is what's causing all that most of the time. Could be some other things, too, but that is a lot of the time the problem, or a lot of the problem. It's it's a case of people having scurvy and not even knowing it. They're hugely deficient in vitamin C. And maybe they're not getting enough magnesium, too. That's another thing good for heart attacks and strokes. If one has those, to get uh, magnesium in the hospital afterwards, although they may not give it to you or they may do it, you know, after they do four other kind of drugs. Um, but getting that kind would be the best um, through an IV. And... Uh, Magnesium chloride is the best kind to get, and that's in the form of the magnesium oil I told you about earlier, but it would be through an IV. So that, that should help with at the a heart attack, you know, to save the life of somebody that had a heart attack. If they're given magnesium oil in that manner in the hospital afterwards, um, or maybe even during a heart attack, and the same thing with a stroke. And it's supposed to keep the, you know, any kind of uh, after effects are supposed to be lessened a lot from using the magnesium oil in that manner. That's from Dr. Mark Circus, I believe, who's an, um, basically an expert on magnesium oil and many other things. So you might want to look up that. But it's S-I-R-C-U-S is his last name, Dr. Mark Circus. Okay, so also the parsley juice, the raw organic parsley juice, it's an excellent food for the genourinary tract, genitourinary tract, being of great assistance in conditions of calculi in the kidneys and bladder, albuminuria, nephritis, which is kidney disease, and other kidney troubles. It has been used effectively in dropsy. So... The parsley, the raw parsley juice, and I would think parsley too, but the juice even better. But only one or two ounces at a time um, is is okay to take alone of the raw parsley. It should be mixed with a sufficient quantity of carrot or other raw vegetable juices like lettuce, like romaine lettuce, the green leaves of the romaine lettuce juiced. Organic always, and the same with the celery and spinach. The green part, you know, you don't want to use the white part of the celery. You want to use the green part. And the spinach, always uncooked spinach leaves. And so that is good. Um, but the parsley juice is going to be great for kidneys and the bladder and the kidney disease and other kidney troubles. So I would say check with your doctor. They're not going to know a thing about it, most likely, but, you know, I've got to say it. And do the research. But it's supposed to be really great for the kidneys and kidney disease. And kidney troubles and bladder and all that. And calculi in the kidneys and bladder. 
So I would say kidney stones, bladder stones, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, it's also great for dropsy. It's also efficient in every ailment connected with the eyes and optic nervous system. Um, weak eyes, ulceration of the cornea, cataracts, conjunctivitis, ophthalmalia, and all of its stages or laziness of the pupils have been effectively treated by drinking raw parsley juice mixed with carrot juice and with carrot, celery, and endive juices. So I'll read that again. Um, it's great for your kidneys, kidney stones, bladder stones and issues, um, nephritis, kidney troubles, kidney disease. The, we're talking raw parsley juice, no more than one or two ounces at a time, unless mixed with sufficient quantity of carrot or other raw vegetable juices like romaine lettuce, celery, or spinach juice, and even then in not too great a proportion in relation to the volume of other juices. So... You want to go not too much carrot, not too much of the raw parsley juice. More of the other juices, less of the raw parsley. But it's supposed to be very healing for those things and for cataracts, weak eyes, ulceration of the cornea, conjunctivitis, ophthalmalia, and all of its stages or laziness of the pupils. They have all been effectively treated by drinking raw parsley juice mixed with carrot juice. And with raw parsley juice mixed with carrot, celery, and endive juices. Never drink too great a quantity of raw parsley juice by itself as its high concentration may result in a disarrangement of the nervous system. Taken with other juices properly mixed, it is extremely beneficial. And another thing for cataracts, vitamin C. Usually people are very deficient in vitamin C to have those. So that's something I would be using if I had that or I wanted to prevent it. And I have read castor oil in the eyes heals cataracts too. So that's something else this castor oil is supposed to be good for. And strictly speaking, parsley belongs to the herb classification, hence its highly concentrated effect. It is used effectively to help promote menstrual discharge, particularly in conjunction with beet juice or with beet, carrot, and cucumber juices. Cramps as a result of menstrual irregularities have been relieved and frequently corrected entirely by the regular use of these juices when concentrated starch and sugar foods have been omitted from the diet. So any kind of sugar or, you know, anything with sugar in it or that turns to sugar like starchy veggies or, you know, fruits that have a lot of sugar in them, etc., those are bad. Yeah, those have to be eliminated from the diet. You know, both if someone wants to avoid getting cancer or already has it and they're juicing for their health, same thing with cramps. Okay. All right. That's the end of my show. Coming up next is Frank. Two hours live. Stick around. Thank you for listening. God bless you all. Have a wonderful night.
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preserve, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Report. I'm your host, Francis Steph, and you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Monday, November 14, 2016, almost eight minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live, 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980, that's the call-in number. That'll get you on the air. And this hour here is your last chance for Monday night because, you know, when Dean gets on, he doesn't want us taking calls because, well, it cuts in his talk time. So call now or, well, wait till tomorrow. 
But if you still want to participate but you don't want to call in, you can go to the chat room, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, and you'll have to uh, see the chat link over on the left-hand side or if you're on a mobile in the menu area there. And just uh, if you're already registered, you can go there. Registered means you sent me an email. I sent you back uh, an email, and then you registered. Can't do it automatically because uh, too many spammers out there want to shut AVR down and, uh, you know, do deal, uh, you know, uh, denial of service attacks on our server, which, uh, you know, it was like 800 or so a day. Can't have that. So uh, I tried to fix it, but I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't seem to find anything that would work. Other than just send me an email and I'll send you one back and uh, you'll be in there. And once you're got your password and your screen name that you picked, uh, you're in there. It's easy. And uh, so, there you have it. There it is. You know, I could open it up just to guests, but you'll see what happens, and nobody will like the chat room anymore. Yeah, because what happens is Troll City happens, and, uh, you know, you you have absolutely no control over anything, and, uh, you know, I've done this before, okay? So that's why it's the way it is, but... That is the way it is, and you can participate, but you don't have to. You can just, uh, you know, socialize with the folks in there if that's what you'd like to do, and you can do that. So, anyhow, let's get to stuff. Now, look, election ain't over. Ain't even happened yet. Okay? Huh? Yeah, it's true. Donald Trump is not the president-elect. Oh, we can say he is and all that and go, oh, yes, the people have spoke and all that. But that's not how... We pick a president, okay? Okay, this is a multi-part decision-making thing. The popular vote is one step. It ain't over. Oh, yeah, they they drag this thing on, you know, and it ain't over. Donald Trump has not been elected president. Okay, therefore, he can't be president-elect, can he? That's just something people like to say because, well, you know, oh, they like to push on you that this is a democracy. This is a democracy. This is not a democracy. It's supposed to be a republic. Now, they've done everything in their power to destroy that republic and replace it with a democracy, which is a doomed form of government because really it's just mob rule. That's as simple as it is, okay? It really is. Democracy is, we got a classroom full of kids. Little Sally's a good-looking teenage girl, and uh, we're going to do democracy now. And we're going to take a vote. Hey, who wants to rape Sally? Well, let's just say there's 52% boys in the class, and they all vote, yes, let's do that. Well, guess what? In a democracy, Sally gets raped. How much? How many of you girls out there are liking democracy now, huh? Yeah, that's democracy. Or other people have more eloquently said it's uh, two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. That's democracy. Or in our case, it's a bunch of crackhead welfare freaks living in public housing deciding they want to raise. And so they just vote for it. And that would be Hillary Clinton's way of doing things. She wants, oh, hey, uh, what if she did get the popular vote? I don't think she did legitimately. 
because for one, they didn't count all the votes, which you found out on uh, Marcel Ben Shadler's show, Constitutional Crusaders. And here's the big thing about absentee ballots. Now, there's a lot of reasons for an absentee ballot, but probably the most common. I mean, other than maybe business, but I think probably even more common than that are military personnel. Okay, military personnel that are very rarely in, you know, stationed where they live. Okay? (laughs) It's just not. So they do absentee ballots, and their votes aren't counted. Their votes have never been counted. Now, those of you who have listened to Colonel Bo Greitz's show have heard his story about Vietnam, where they all voted and, you know, sent in their votes, and they were all, you know, gung-ho about, yeah, let's vote, or, you know, let's vote out of here. Well, you know what happened? When Bo Greitz got back stateside, got to the Pentagon as a liaison over there and working in the Pentagon, he found those votes. Yeah. Stuffed in a room in the Pentagon, never counted. Now, Marcel explains maybe why that could happen is because they don't count absentee ballots unless the number of absentee ballots uh, is the same or something around the number of, uh, you know, difference between the winner and the loser. So to say, oh boy, you know... uh, Hillary Clinton got all these uh, popular votes. Well, if you're not going to count the military and you're going to count illegal aliens to the tune of three million, well, wait a minute. That brings her her little victory down to she's losing by a million. And then you count the military. Woo, there's another million. She got destroyed in all areas. All right? But it's just the popular vote. Okay? It is the popular vote. The Electoral College was put in as a buffer. Why? Well, in our situation now, it's so that the cities do not dictate to the rest of the country what's going to happen, who's going to be president. Because if we had a popular vote, a Democrat would always be president. Because the cities are Democratic. Why? Because Democrats promise welfare. Welfare recipients live in cities for the most part. By a large most part. Well, shoot. If you're on, who are you going to vote for if you're on welfare? You're going to vote for the guy who's telling you, you know what, you guys need to get jobs and go to work. Or the one that says, you don't need any jobs. As a matter of fact, what you need is more money, more benefits, a nicer place to live, more food stamps, more medical for free, and maybe we'll throw in a college education for free, too. So you can be really smart while you sit there and smoke crack and watch soap operas all day. Yeah. Who are you going to vote for? Well, duh. And the Electoral College is a buffer between that. And everybody getting a say. Look at a map sometimes, folks, of all the counties. They put them red and blue. The whole country is pretty much red except for the cities. They're all blue. But the Electoral College is who elects the president. Now, 
I'm going through this again because I've been reading it and hearing it all day long. Everybody's got their panties in a bundle over Donald Trump backpedaling. <laughs> well, you know what? I figured it out the minute I saw the headline. Donald Trump is naming uh, Rents Previ- uh, Prince Rebius or Prince- <laughs> Rents Previous or whatever his name is. He's the head of the Republican National Committee. Okay? Making him chief of staff. The minute, the second I saw that, I believe I know what's going on. I think Trump got the word, you know what? You're going to have to do something or else these Republican loyalists that are the electors, these aren't your down-the-street Republicans, folks. These are the big-money donors These are the people who have paid dearly to be an elector. So what better way to shore up the fact that, you know, the the idea that they will all vote for you like they're bound to. But hey, folks, bound? How bound? It's a $1,000 fine. Okay, that's like when the cops arrest you, they throw they throw some sewing thread around your your wrists and say, "Okay, those are handcuffs now. You're bound. You you're not allowed to uh, escape." Yeah. How hard is that to escape? Mhm. That's how bound they are. A $1000 fine? Are you kidding me? These people <laughs> they spend $1000 on lunch. So look, When Donald Trump does and says some of the things he's saying, you have to understand, he's not elected yet. Okay, he has to get in the office before he can do anything, and they're not just going to let him waltz in there. They have made it very clear the whole time that they don't like him, they don't think he's qualified, George Bush, the Bush crime family, you think they're not connected in in the Republican Leadership, you think they're not? Well, they are. They're just as connected with the Republican leadership as the Clintons are in the Democratic leadership. That's why they call it the Clinton-Bush crime family. And Trump just stepped in it. Yeah, getting there is easy. Holding it, hmm, different story. It's like Afghanistan. It's like Iraq. It's like anywhere else we've ever gone. It's not so hard to go in and defeat somebody. But then when you decide, well, now, okay, we're going to occupy this place. Oh, well, that's when the trouble begins. You cannot occupy a nation of uh, the, the people don't want to be occupied in. Eventually, they're going to drive you out. And Donald Trump finds himself in a very similar situation. He defeated them. He not only defeated the Republican Party, he defeated the Democratic Party. But now, he wants to move into the White House. He wants to occupy. That's a lot harder. And I guarantee you, 
They don't want to be occupied. They're very upset that the people got their way. But they're still afraid. Or else they'd have just canceled it and said, we're not doing it. We're not letting them in. But if they have to, they will. And that might be what he's doing, is avoiding a revolution. Because I'm telling you, folks, you think these people are playing? You think these psychopaths? I mean, everybody out there calls them psychopaths on a regular basis. Well, are you just tossing that around? Like like calling them a jerk or something? Because I'm not. When I call them psychopaths, I'm calling them a psychopath. And I know what a psychopath really is. A psychopath will tell you, oh yeah, oh yeah, if I don't get what I want, I'll kill everybody and everything, including myself, I don't care. That's a psychopath. And that's who these people are. So how do you deal with somebody like that? You just won, you, they lost, and now they tell you that. What do you do? Do you say, well then, fine, let's, let's get it on, let's have a revolution. Well, a lot of us might be the one to say that. But most people, you know, are like, well, geez, you know, nobody wants that. Let's see if we can't, isn't there a deal we can make? Yeah, here's the deal. You can make uh, the head of the RNC, chief of staff, could do that. That should make the electors a little happy. That should put a little faith in them about him. Folks, this is not, this isn't, it's not that simple to just, oh, go out, shoot your mouth off, get a bunch of votes, win an election, step into the White House, and now you're the commander-in-chief. Woohoo! I run Washington, D.C. now. It's not that simple. It should be, but it isn't. And look, Donald Trump is not the guy to go into Washington and say, okay, you know what? I have 15 SEAL teams. I have 10 Special Forces teams. And I'm, I'm taking you all out. You'll be all dead by tomorrow. You bunch of snakes. I'm draining the swamp. Well, no, he's not draining the swamp. Okay, so we can be all disappointed, but did you really think he was going to drain the swamp? Listen, folks, if this guy just deals with the immigration problem, he had accomplished something. If he just gets rid of Obamacare, which is kind of a hollow victory because it's collapsing on its own, all they have to do is not save it, okay? Just like these stinking banks. All they got to do is not bail them out. No, no help, no nothing. You want to run your business into the ground, go ahead and run it into the ground. Looks like we've got a caller. Go ahead, caller. Hey, Frank, it's Sunday. How you doing? Pretty good, you? Good. Hey, you know, uh, I, I, on the surface, was kind of disappointed with that uh, uh, Rince, uh, Rince Priebus, or whatever the hell his name is. Kind of sounds but like you know a. It sounds like a. To, he, to your he, point, kind, he kind of sounds like a. Sounds car. like some kind of shampoo, doesn't it, or a detergent? I was thinking a car. Yeah. <laughs> a car. Oh, <laughs> that could be yeah. Rinse previous. The, the previous. Drive the new rinse previous today. But uh, to your point, you made earlier in the show, Trump. Trump isn't president yet. He's not even president elect yet. So what I think he might be doing is playing some chess. 
Oh uh, well, you know what? Conciliatory. I, I I don't know if I don't know if Trump's yeah. I don't know if Trump is much of the kind of chess player. He might be playing poker, but I don't know about chess. Right. That might be a little out. Doing a bluff. That might be a little out of his depth. Yeah, but you know, I mean, well, you know, contrary to what the media has been telling us, I think he's probably a pretty sharp guy. But uh, you know, he's being pretty conciliatory. He's being, you know. He's 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 kind of being neutral, and I think you're right. I think that he's dealing with the possible perception of the the electors. Okay, let me ask everybody, um, including you, Nanya, because you're the only one's going to be able to answer. But I'm asking everybody out there. So something happens, you get in a bunch of trouble, and you end up you're on your way to prison. So uh, let's see. The first thing you do when you get into prison is you stand up on the table and you tell everybody how it's going to be. Is that it? Is that how you do it when you get to prison? Or do you, like, kind of lay back, get the lay of the land, kind of see what's going on, try to get along with everybody until you can figure out what the hell is going on in, in prison? Yeah. Oh, you mean yeah. you don't stand yeah. on the I table and start threatening everybody? I think, you know... You know, he's not going to, yeah, I'm going to put Hillary in jail. You know, no, he's, he's being pretty neutral and all that. You know, he's been saying, you know, we owe, you know, Obama gratitude and all that. I'm, You know, and I don't really, if that is a strategy, I mean, I, I probably not unlike, you know, he doesn't want to say how we're going to defeat ISIS uh, to the 60 minutes last night, I guess it was. But, uh, you know, that's, you know, I think he, I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's going to do a, a good job. That's, that's. You know, and he can kick that guy out on his tail feathers uh, 60 seconds after he becomes president or uh, between when the Electoral College does their thing and he becomes president, he can change his mind. He's already put Chris Christie uh, out of, in a lower position than what, you know, he was talking about. And he's already, you know, he's changed his campaign staff over, uh, you know, during the election. So well, I think he's pretty dynamic. And, I, you know, think I think about, he can move when he needs to, you know. Well, he he's learning the game. Right. You know, I mean, this isn't as simple as we all like it to be. And probably how it ought to be, but it isn't. So, you know, it is what it is. And he's got to deal with it. And I think he's doing a good job. And I, I would be, oh, yeah, you know, I'd love it. But then again, unless you can do it, I don't want to see somebody shooting his mouth off just to get killed or, or, or you know, the Electoral College vote for Hillary so, you know, uh, we have to have a revolution right. or anything like that. You know, I'd rather see somebody. And plus, everybody's got to understand out there, listen, I don't like previous, and I doubt Trump does either. They've had their problems throughout the, this election cycle. And, you know, but the fact of the matter is Trump is truly an outsider when it comes to D.C. politics. And... Yeah. He does have a Republican Senate and a Republican House, and he's going to have to deal with them. Okay, he, he look, or else he's just really not going to get a whole lot done unless he can deal with those people. So to have a chief of staff that was the head of the RNC, it's a it's a brilliant move. Now, would I have done it? Yeah. No, because I would have been the guy that says, okay, you know what, I am draining the swamp, and I'm bringing special forces in to do it. But, yeah. you know, that's why I'm here and he's going to the White House. <laughs> yeah, you know, I heard today he actually was thinking about maybe not staying in the White House, but uh, maybe going there sometime, but not necessarily moving in. Well, why would he uh, want to downgrade? 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> have, have you seen? Have you seen the inside of Trump Towers? <laughs> I've seen some pictures. I've never been there. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it nice. Like... Uh, I mean, yeah, look at his plane. Shoot, I'd never yeah. leave that plane if, that, if I had that thing. So <laughs> That'd nice, be man. an upgrade. Man. I could live on that plane versus my house. That'd oh, be you'd be, uh, you know, it's, it's fantastic. It's got everything. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, so this guy is not like a normal, you know, oh, boy, this is great, the White House. Yeah. All right, I guess we're going to have to slum it for four years or so. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> What can I steal? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. I wonder what's going to be missing this time. <laughs> yeah, my guess is nothing. Yeah. You know, because the, the Clintons, uh, no, I mean with, with the Obamas leaving, because, uh, you know, the Clintons stole oh, everything yeah. that wasn't nailed down. And everything that was nailed down, they broke. Yeah, I saw it. I remember when they first moved in, and I think it was a real picture. It showed uh, one of the fireplaces in the White House. And mm -hmm. apparently the uh, idiots didn't open the flue, and there was like a big black smoke print out the front of the fireplace. You know, going, going. <laughs> I guess they smoked it up. Oh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm optimistic. I uh, you know that you know I'm you know and I'm I'm I, I'm not real. I got mixed feelings on Giuliani. Some of the people I know can't stand him that live in New York, and other people like him. I don't um, like him. You know, I I kind of. I thought he was kind of in on that World Trade Center. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, 9 thing. Absolutely. And, 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 and plus now, there's... You know, he could have turned over a new leaf. And well, he, you know what? Said, you know what? Yeah, which leaf? This is the guy that said, well, I'm a Democrat playing a Republican playing a Democrat. You know, and, and he wears a dress and, you know, the guy lied yeah, about 9-11. Yeah. And plus, you know, New York City, really Giuliani really turned New York City into a real police state sort of thing where it never was before. Right. When I used to go to New York City, man, I was always impressed with the police because, you know, they would walk by, people screaming and yelling at each other, and, you know, as long as nobody was touching each other, they kept walking. They mind their own business right. unless there was really something they needed to put an end to. And and right. even, you know, I watched this from a car one time. Me and my parents were going to see my grandmother on 93rd Street, West End Avenue, right in Manhattan. So we're in Manhattan, and we're stopped at a light, and there's a cop car right in front of us, right? So there's these right. kids, uh, you know, walking across the uh, really moseying, okay, over the, the, mm -hmm. the walkway there across the street, right? Deliberately right. going real slow, because the light changed. Shuffling, yeah. Yeah, the light changed, and the cop like sitting there like okay you know what get the hell out of the way and, and they flipped him off right so these two yeah. cops pop out of the doors man <laughs> at light speed and grab these kids and jack them up against the wall and just scream in their face and blah 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 i don't know what they said and and they let them go and they went running down the kids went running away down the street the cops got in their car and drove away that's how they used to right. deal with stuff you know, Giuliani yeah. turned it into a, a a real, you know, jackbooted, uh, you know, Nazi camp over there. Yeah, yeah, that stop and frisk thing. Yeah, I got a buddy that uh, he actually ran for governor of New York and mayor of New York City, and uh, he uh, he really is down on that whole stop and frisk thing. And you know, and them, them killing that Eric Garner guy for selling Lucy's. Yeah, you know, selling the uh, selling you know single cigarettes. Right. 
It choked him out. He used a chokehold that's been banned since the 1980s and killed the guy right there on the street. Yep. And then you know what? The guy who videotaped it, he's in jail. Really? For drug charges. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The kid that shot that film. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's yeah. the thing. That's why I, I, you know, I don't like Giuliani because of that. I mean, you know, if he wants right. to wear a dress in his spare time, that's up to him. But uh, his policies, his policies. <laughs> I don't know really... what he was doing. I, I saw that picture <laughs> video of him and Trump and something. They were screwing around, I guess, you know. Yeah, his. Uh, yeah, his I don't know the whole story behind it. His but... policies were, were pathetic. And, you know, he's another philanderer and uh, all that, too. And, you know, so. I don't like Giuliani. He's such a hunk. I, yeah, right. I, I turn him down. I don't like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's got a big wallet too. Yeah. Anyway, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Giuliani. No, Christie. Look, I'm not a huge fan of Chris Christie, but I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, attorney general. But I, I would rather see Troy uh, Trey Gowdy. That would be my pick. Yeah, I, I would like pick Trey. him as his, as a attorney general. I would pick him as a attorney general myself. But you know, that's me, and I'm here. I like here. that one female judge that, that does the does a TV show too. I can't remember her name. Um, she's she looks not like she might be Italian or something, and uh, she's really pretty pretty brass knuckles. And then uh, of course I like uh, uh, Andrew Napolitano. I think is his name. Is that yeah, his name? yeah, it, I think I think so. The guy that uh, he had a show, and he's a, he's a judge, and he's a pretty no. And I, you know, I know a lot of people got mixed feelings on uh, Ann or Man Coulter. Uh, you know, she was on I think Bill Maher's show uh, during the, and she said who you know he asked like who out of the people running could be elected president, and she said Donald Trump, and they laughed at her like literally. The other people, the panelists on the show, literally laughed in her face. Yeah, they're not laughing you know, now. She, she was right. No, she was right. They're crying now, aren't they? Yeah, the little snowflakes want to kill themselves now. And I, I you know what? I oh think they, God. I think they should have what they want. <laughs> Myself, you know. Yeah, I do too. If they, if they want to kill themselves, they, they really should have what they want. Because <laughs> you know, if yeah, they don't, yeah. they'll, they'll throw a fit. So. Fulfill your own prophecy of doom, you little brats. Yeah. My God, what a, what a society of, of, of. Milk toast weak uh, twits we have. Uh, I'm telling you, and, and people can people can argue all they want and say it's cruel and it's horrible and how dare you and this and that and the other thing. And you don't have kids, so you can't talk. Well, I was a kid and I can talk. When they stopped yeah. allowing parents to corporal punish their children, things started going downhill. Because listen, the bottom yeah. line is, and it counts for government too. You know. Everything's good and fine, but at the end of the day, people are going to keep going until they until they figure out they're going to get their ass whooped if they don't stop. And if there right. is no ass whooping at the end of the day, they won't stop. And things will just get worse yeah. and worse and worse, and that's where we're at. Yep. You know, I mean, so, yeah, why you know, stop? look, why change? There's I'm not saying, look, right? I'm not saying, hey, you got to break your kids' arms or, you know, put them in the hospital or anything like that. Gosh, I got a whooping three times a week, and I never had to go to the hospital, and I didn't get any permanent injuries from it. You know, but the thing is, nope. I deserved every one of them because I just wouldn't listen. You know, and, and there, yeah. there was, what else, what are you going to do with this kid? You know, I mean, think, what else are you going to do? Oh, all right, go have a timeout. Oh yeah, that would have worked. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would have worked real well. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't have worked on me. I, my, I would, you know, my parents would say like, "Hey, hey, don't touch that, don't touch that." And my grandma said once, she said, "I guess uh, uh, I'll get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble." And you know what? Or I'd look at them and touch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like challenging their authority. <laughs> so I had an uncle. I, you know, I probably got a few. I, I had a couple younger sisters, and I probably got a few. Uh, because I was the oldest, I mm-hmm. had that clause going. You know, yeah, you're the oldest, true. you should know better. Right, and you shouldn't right. let them do but, it. So we're know. beating you for that. Right. Yeah, I had an uncle so, that, yeah, you know. I uncle he, he, I probably didn't have coming. But. And he would say things to me like, you know, he never touched me. My uncle never did. He goes, but, you know, when it came to touching stuff, I had that problem, too, uh, as a kid. Yeah. And he would, you know, he just, like, lean over and, and whisper kind of at me. He goes, hey, you know what? I bet you if I snapped those fingers off your hand, you'd stop touching it. And he'd just go back and sit down, and I'd look at him, and he'd, like, smile at me. And I'd be like, jeez. Okay. You know, and I never knew if he was serious or not. You know, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) If he snapped my fingers off, yeah, I wouldn't be touching anything anymore. (laughs) You know, know, whether he did it or not, he, he gave me something to think about. Right. And while I'm sitting there thinking yeah, about that, I'm not touching anything. Right, right. And, you know, to that same point, you know, what's a deterrent? You know, I, I read something that some somebody said that people don't, you know, these criminals, they don't fear the law. They don't fear the punishment. They don't fear a jury. But they need to fear us. And, you know, the, the whole thing of uh, the whole, uh, you know, what do you want to call it, Russian roulette thing of it, like uh, – Let's say somebody just driving by case in a place and decide whether they want to break in or not. They don't know if they're going to come up against a double barrel shotgun full of uh, buckshot, you know. And that's a deterrent. Unless, of course, somebody uh, has a sign out front saying, this is a gun-free zone. (laughs) Yeah. Rob me. Yeah. Yeah, please rob here. (laughs) You know, it's just, you know, it's stupid. And, um... I don't think it's going to change much. It's changing some, but, you know, we can't expect. Right. My, I guess my point in my diatribe about, you know, people getting all bent out of shape because they think Trump is, you know, uh, betraying them. God, the guy hasn't even been elected yet, and it, everybody's already thinking he's betraying them. Uh, you know, what I think, hey, give the guy a chance, you know. Yeah, six, six, wait till he takes the helm. You know, and let's, uh, six you know, months let's down the road, what has he done? What hasn't he done? Right. Th- then we can start right. looking and saying, okay, look, man, you know, we kicked back. We gave you some time. And th- what are you doing? Right. You know, but now it right. ain't fair now. You know, now that now it's just, you know, what are you trying to do? You know, I mean, I expect this out of the. De- I expect this. Yet. I expect this out of the Democrats. I mean, they're going to whine and cry all the way until you know, whenever. Right. But you know, well, in the media, they, you know, ever since he got the nomination, you know, the media's, you know, and what the New York Times and some other newspaper had their twenty best reporters trying to dig up dirt on him well, around yeah. the clock, and they couldn't find anything other than, you know, some woman that said, "Well, I was on a plane when I said he." Brushed up against me, and you know, several of them have just you know disappeared because he said he'd sue them, you know, and they, if they can't prove it, he should, you know. Well, payday's that's, uh, over. That's defamation of character. See, payday's over, and, and see, they know that he's not going to sue all those women, 
And even if he did, the Soros money would buy them lawyers. You know, they they had nothing to lose. It's, <laughs> I mean, if you think about nothing to lose and everything to gain. If you think about it from George Soros' perspective, he's actually doing what a lot of people would do if they had fifty mil, fifty billion dollars to mess around with. I mean, right. if you had $50 billion, wouldn't you be out there trying to influence things the way you want it? I would. I know I yeah, would. You give me fifty. You give me you know. $50 billion to mess around with, and I'm out there getting my way, I guarantee you. Right. But your way is a lot different than George Soros' way. I mean, you wouldn't go uh, fund Maidan in Ukraine, and then, you know, my wife, uh, we were talking the other day, she made a parallel to the stuff that happened in Ukraine with them busing those protesters in for that, and what they're doing here right now with the with the anti-Trump people. You know, I, I heard they had a, a mile-long caravan of buses going into Austin uh, of these protesters. Yeah, just, well, uh, what was it? Was it was it five or twelve blocks in Chicago? They got pictures uh, and video of it. Uh, these buses, yeah, paid protesters. You know. Uh, paid now, and transported. Somebody not, was on our side trying to do that. Yeah, not just paid, free transportation too. I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. good, man. I, I mean, hey, that's better than your job. I mean, they don't drive you to work, do they? No. Nope. See, you got to drive yourself to work. Yeah. Man, what a crappy job. Free. You need to get one of these Where's good. The you need to get one of these. Day? You yeah. need to get one of these good protester jobs, man, where they drive you to work. Yeah, no kidding. No gas money, nothing, man. Just, you know, show up, throw some rocks, start a fight, and go home, paid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, that's the other thing, too, that I don't see the press emphasizing enough, is that, you know, if you're protesting, that's one thing, and you got a right to protest, but you do not have a right to drag somebody out of their car and three or four black guys, you know, beat the crap out of you and roll your arm up in the window and drag you down the road like they did that guy in Chicago or at... You know, ad nauseum. You know, you could probably go on for an hour of the things. Well, no, and actually, you don't even illegal. You don't even have the right to stop traffic, man. I mean, look, you you remember the uh, the old days, right? When like there was a union strike, right? And they would have what they called for the the, for the fuel prices. They would have the picket, yeah, the picket lines, right? Well, what was the thing about the picket lines? Everybody was always moving. They were moving, and they were, you know, because you couldn't just stand there. Standing there, you're right. you're you're stopping people from walking by. You're stopping businesses from doing business. You can't do that. You got to keep yeah. walking. You can have a sign, and you can walk around, and it can't be a ten thousand of you. But you got to keep moving. You can't just get out in the street and say everybody stop because we're not happy. Exactly. You know that. That's yeah, and I think crime. you know. There's ways to do that. I think if you know, if like, if you're going to do a big protest or whatever, like I know they've like closed off some areas in Chicago before, and allowed people to you know picket and protest or whatever. Well, sure. I mean, you but go get a permit. Planned. You got to get a permit. It's known about. You, oh, absolutely. You, know, you can go. Hey, you, you know what? Right? You can have a parade if you want. If you right. get a permit and stuff, they'll close down the whole yeah, street for right. you. you know? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. But you can't just show up one day in buses and decide we're disrupting everybody else's life because we're not happy. What's going right. to happen one day when all those people's lives you're disrupting decide, you know what, I'm going to disrupt your skull? <laughs> I'm just going to 
going to drive over the top of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a, I got a, somebody here having a heart attack in my car, and I'm trying to get to the hospital. Yeah, or I'm so, late for uh, work, and I'm going to lose yeah. my job because of you dimwits. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. or, hey, I'm in business, and I've got a mortgage, and I've got this, and no biz- no people can come in my in my store because you're all out there making a ruckus. Either you're blocking my right. way or everybody's afraid to come in here because you thugs. What about those people? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, there's a yep. place for protest, but there is no Look, unless, hey, yeah. There, there is a place for riots. It's called war. You want to go to war? Let we can go to war, but you know, don't right. call it a protest when really what it is is a riot. Yeah, yeah. And the mainstream news has been soft peddling. Oh, they're just protesting. You know, like, no, they're not. Well, it's That's, a peaceful protest, you know, other than those damage few deaths. And, 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 and inhibiting people's right to travel is not a protest. <laughs> no. <laughs> no Physical violence. No, that's not protesting. And there's actually you can there's a laws against inciting a riot. Of so course why don't you Soros for that? You know? Well if he's inciting I, a riot or, or doing it by proxy by one of his you know, move on, you know, or whatever, go after him. Well now I don't know, man, if this is true or not. I have to look at it but I found a story earlier today that Russia has basically said, um, Soros is, uh, you know, we have a warrant for his arrest in this country, in, in Russia. If he shows up in Russia, you know, he will be arrested. And, uh, you know, they're they're saying, look, we we might put out a worldwide <laughs> warrant on this guy. Because I, yeah. I'm not sure. But, hey, you would know better than me, seeing as how your uh, wife is from Russia. Does Russia and the United States have extradition uh, agreements? You know, I don't know. I don't know if they do because I know uh, they had that uh, that guy that was well. That was in England, of course. But they had that guy they tipped with the radioactive uh, uh-huh. stuff. It was like he he was an oligarch who went went awry, I guess. And uh, not sure who tipped him, but he ended up. You know, he died. And uh, but he was hiding in England, so I don't know. I don't know if we do or not. I would imagine probably not because I think even. Nations that we get along with better than historically than Russia don't even have like what is it Ecuador? Is it where where Assange or not Assange? But uh, is it Assange? Yeah, it is. The Ecuadorian embassy. Yeah, we can yeah, in England. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the other guy, the um, the blonde-headed fella that uh, basically told us things that are in at least two frontline documentaries about how the government's spying on us. Oh you know, yeah, I forget it. Way before Snowden. He went public. Snowden. Snowden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I think he's hiding out in Moscow and uh, hiding out. But you know. So yeah, they're. You know, I'm not sure because, like, you would think if we did have, then probably Snowden would already be back here. Because um, a lot of people hate him personally. I think he's a national hero, but. Uh, well, me too. Well, you know, the stuff and, you he know. went over, it was the same stuff. that There's two frontline documentaries on the government spying on us from like 2007 and 2009. Frontline, PBS, right? And uh, before he came out and said anything, those those documentaries existed. So I don't see, 
you know, why it's such a big deal other than maybe more people paid attention. Well, because, you know? well, what it was was, oh, okay, yeah, fine. You know, anybody can go out and make a documentary and say whatever they want to say. But uh, what Snowden did, he had hard evidence, and that's what they data. don't like. Yeah. Okay, they yeah. don't like being that you can prove it. You know, you can right. say whatever you want. You can accuse them. They've been accused right. of everything in the in the universe, okay, pretty much. I mean, they don't care. Right. They don't care what you believe, even. They don't care what you know as a fact. It's what you can prove. That's all they're concerned right. about. Do you have the proof? And, you yeah. know, they've gotten to yeah. the point where they don't even care that much about that anymore. They just get no. their dogs in the no. media to say, oh, that's crazy talk, blah, 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 blah. Kim Kardashian got a new butt implant today, and oh! We got to talk about that. Nobody cares about anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's really when I started waking up. Is when they they stopped pretending. I mean, you know, and I think it was Bush, uh, little Bush's second term. Um, you know, they just they even just quit playing like they were they were honest. You know, and it's like, geez, this is just like as obvious as the nose on your face. They don't care. They they just like, yeah, yeah, we're doing it in your face. You know, it was like I'm like, wow, you know. And this has been going on how long? And they've been, you know, they've been, you know, covering it up and basically fooling all the people with the, with the, you know, the alphabet news. Really, especially before, you know, before the internet became so prolific. Uh, that's all we had. That was our only source: was ABC, you know, CBS and NBC for for knowing anything that was going on around the globe. You know, what's now really we've got funny? Friends all over the world, and you know, it's 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 the doors open, and they just they're not pretending anymore. You know. Well, you know, what's really funny is that I look back now and I think, oh, when I was a kid, you know, the Vietnam War, oh, well, at least they were reporting on that, you know. And, and But that's what I think. That's from my perspective, because I'm sitting here where, you know, they're telling me Hillary Clinton is good to go, the best, the best choice possible, right? This is what they're telling me about her, right? And I'm going, oh, my gosh. Right. You know, and I'm thinking, well, at least they told the truth about Vietnam. But then there's my dad, okay, who was in World right. War II, and he's telling me during Vietnam that they're lying about it. They're not telling you what yeah. this war is really about. The domino theory told me is a ridiculous bunch of nonsense. He said this yeah. war is about Coca-Cola and Esso. I had no right. idea what he meant by that. I do now, but I didn't then. But you see, it's your perspective. Yeah. I mean, we th we can look back and say, well, gosh, oh, boy, the media was sure telling the truth back then. Compared to now, okay, yeah, on a sliding scale, the bell curve, yeah, okay, they were doing better then. But my yeah. dad was from a different perspective where he realized, no, they're lying. They're not telling you the truth right. about anything. You know, and yeah. I, you know, and think about the kids today. Okay, they're in the same yeah. boat I was. I thought everything right. I was seeing on television. Well, these are professional journalists for crying out loud. Of course, they're telling the truth. You know, mm -hmm. and that would be in a, in a normal world. That would be what you would expect. But I'm sorry, we're yeah. in bizarro world, and that ain't the way it is. <laughs> No, no, it's not. It's 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 a mess. It's, you know, I'm not happy about shame, it. I'm just you know? you know looking around, going, oh yeah, this is bizarre world, all right. <laughs> this isn't normal. And you know, but yeah, you know, an interesting thing is what you know when I after uh, you know my dad died like 32 years ago, but uh, 
he uh, he had a book that I remember seeing, and I remembered this after I after I started paying attention to what was going on. It was called None Dare Call It Conspiracy. He had that book. Isn't there one none done oh. care uh, call it treason? Might be. I think yeah, that is that it. one. You know about the about the whole uh, you know the whole yeah. you know shenanigans the government was pulling. I think, I think the guy died. I think, I think it's, it's none dare call it treason. Or I think that's it, but I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But I I'm kind of familiar with what you're talking about, though. Yeah. Yeah. So your dad was a uh, guy that, a uh, radical. Uh, uh, Malcontent, huh? Yeah, I never saw him with a with you know you, you know what he used to ask me though. Even like when I was three, he'd say, uh, "Hey, uh, what do you think about the world situation?" And I'd say, "Not very good." <laughs> and he, he he used to record me on a reel to reel, and he'd say uh, he'd laugh and he'd say, "Little do you know how right you are." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, that's the thing. There's always been people awake and aware. Uh, they've just always been the minority. Right. You know, I, I mean, there were yeah. people making LP recordings. Myron Fagan, you know, made yeah, LP. Yeah, I heard that on your station. Yeah, I LP recordings from the 60s trying to tell people, look, yeah. man. You know, people, and it was even Wait, harder yeah. then. We've got it a lot easier now because people are hurting, and, and when people are hurting, they're, they're a lot more open to what? Well, something's wrong? Yeah, I know something's wrong. You're What? Yeah. You're going to tell me what's wrong? Oh, I'm listening. I want to know what's wrong because I know yeah. something's wrong, but I don't know what's wrong. So I'm listening. All ears. But back yeah. then, everybody yeah. was yeah. doing pretty good. Right. So, like, no harm, no foul. Well, you know, that's one thing I've said a lot of times to my friends when we're talking. is like, you know, this stuff has been going on for a long time. Like, you know, all of our lives are better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the thing was that they used to... They used to uh, share their success, you know, if you want to call it that. You know, whatever they were doing globally, um, they would allow the American people to benefit from that success. And then, all of a sudden, they decide, hey, you know what? Uh, America's getting a little uppity here, and we're going to have to turn them into a third-world country. And well, so when we got in their, you know, in their crosshairs, uh, you know, people are. I think they're more open to listening and, and well, to tell you to the truth, what's going on? I, I think I don't think it was just oh these guys are getting too big for their britches. I think it was the plan all along that we're going to use America to build our global engine, and once it's built, right. you know, we're going to we're going to shut them down. Yeah, yeah. Use their use them and their their ignorance and their you know spreading the American dream. I mean, where have we done that? Can you name one place? I can't. It's not even existing here now, you know. Well, but use that use that you know blissful ignorance to fuel the the, the global takeover. But let's not and forget, then, you know. Ultimately, we're the last people in the snare, you know. But let's not forget, in the fifties and sixties, Americans were loved all over the world. Okay, because yeah. you know we came basically. You know, well, we didn't come out of, you know, it was all planned and designed, but they used the United States right. to come to the world's rescue because we had yep. the engine to do it. We had the manufacturing, right. we had the manpower, and, and you know, we were, we were that kind of nation, and we did, and we went around, right. and everybody loved us for it until we started screwing everybody over. Now we're not so loved yeah. anymore, are we? No. 
And and for no, good you know, and I for really, really it's and, not that people don't like uh, uh, Americans. They don't like our government. No, you know? they don't like Americans. You know why they don't like Americans? Because in the fifties and sixties, what kind of Americans got to go to Europe on vacation? Middle class, Rich average. Tom. No, middle class, average <laughs> people. I went to Finland twice with my mother. We were middle class. Okay, I mean, you know. Middle-class people could afford a vacation to go to Europe, all right? So they got to meet middle-class, real Americans all around the world. Now they get to meet nothing but the rich scumbags from America around the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. There ain't no middle-class people. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I meant, the rich rich bastards of... uh soured and, and the american you know um, policies you know towards yeah there our, there's no middle class of, people you know, taking vacations in europe anymore well let me ask I mean, you you're um, pretty much as close to middle class as i know can you afford to pack up the whole family and uh take a week or two in europe i i really probably can't afford to pack up the whole family and take them to somewhere in the united states <laughs> okay well <laughs> <laughs> So, All right. Well, there you, you know, go. That's, there you uh, go. Wife, two kids, and me. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, and and but, what I want to because. But you know, If I really wanted to visit Islam, I'd go to Mecca. Yeah, or, or Detroit. <laughs> Who the hell yeah. would want to go there? You know. Yeah, or, or <laughs> yeah, Detroit. Exactly. You could go visit Detroit and see what yeah. you want to see. Muslims. You're you know, go there. But I mean, yeah. the, the thing is, it's yeah. like what I'm saying though. Back in the '60s, you, you could have packed up the family. And it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Yeah, we're going to take a vacation. We're going to go to Germany or England or something. And, right. you know, yeah, we're going to take a week or two and do that. And then we'll come back and get back to the grind. You could have done that. People were doing that. They would save their money and they could do it. They could afford it. Our standard of living was such that we could do that. Well, we don't do that anymore. Right. And the only dirtbags that end up in Europe are these the Kardashians. That's who the everybody around the world gets to meet as Americans. God, if yeah. that's all I met of Americans, I'd hate them, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think much of them either. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, between our government and only the rich get to go around the world anymore, is it any wonder every place hates us? And, and it you know, oh. it isn't just the government they hate. Okay, don't start right. thinking that. I mean, they might cut us some slack and say, yeah, you know, you know, the average American probably doesn't get around here much, so we don't even know what he's really like. But right. they never get to meet anybody normal. Okay, they get no. to meet politicians and celebrities and rich people. That's it. Right. right. And and it ain't only the cream Bring that it, ri- it ain't only the cream that rises to the top. It's also the scum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what floats on the top of a pond? Yeah. <laughs> Algae. Yeah. <laughs> I believe they call it pond scum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a mess. Well, I'm just hoping we can turn this stuff around. I'm, yeah, know, I'm me too, you know. Support, I, hey, uh, it, Mr. Trump as I can. and It beats war. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, anything uh, beats war. I mean, you know. Other well, than not, anything. not anything. Not anything. Slavery doesn't beat war, okay? Right. And and that's what people need to, you know, this whole Neville, Neville Chamberlain. Oh, God, there's history again that nobody knows. Uh, Neville Chamberlain was the guy who uh, 
came back to England and it swung around a piece of paper saying, hey, hey we got a deal. Love, uh, Mr. Hitler. Peace yeah, in our lifetime. Yeah, everything's cool. Yeah. No problems here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there are worse things than war. But uh, war is pretty bad, and right. if it can be avoided, then that's a good thing. And I sure hope that, you know, Trump will do what he says, and I hope they don't. I really hope they don't pull any monkey business. I honestly do before uh, he actually yeah, gets too. elected yeah, because false flag. because then it yeah. will be war and and that'll be that and then you know it's off to the race we'll see what happens. But this hour is I'll, over. I'll have to buy more ammo. Yep. Well, I suggest everybody buy <laughs> more ammo anyway. Ammo, food, uh, gold, silver, whatever. Anyway, thanks for calling in, Nunya. And uh, this is the first hour gone. We'll be back in a few minutes. If you can, see you then. If not, we'll see you tomorrow. As always, though, thanks for listening. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
right, welcome back, everybody who is joining from the first hour, and welcome to everyone who is just joining in now. This is The Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's still Monday, November 14th, 2016, but now it is, oh, almost nine minutes after 9 p.m. Pacific Time, which those of you out there who are regular listeners know, 9 p.m. on Mondays means this is the second hour, and it also means that we have Dean Lauren joining us as co-host from New York City, the home of Trump Towers. Welcome, Dean. Thank and uh, how am I coming in? Because I want to make sure that if you're committing suicide, I hear you good. No, I'm fine. Then we can kiss 9-11 goodbye, folks. Uh, tonight is a very exciting show in that we are going to be discussing the algorithm that replaces 9-11, and it is actually the 11-14 algorithm. Did something folks, happen today that I am not aware of? You are absolutely going to be made aware of what's happened on November 14th at 3 p.m. Beijing time. Okay. Which would have been 11.13, 3 a.m. New York time. And so we add three hours to that to you. So 6 a.m. Uh, or midnight could have been midnight. The uh, you know could have been no midnight. three p.m. They're twelve hours uh, ahead, so that would have been eleven thirteen at three a.m. Oh, that would have been yeah. I midnight. have technology midnight, here. Midnight. At, yes, you are midnight. At, uh, there it is, folks. And so at this point, I want at November fourteenth. Uh, I'm just going to do it for Beijing time, so I'm not going to get. Uh, you know, confused. Uh, oh, I think that ship has time. sailed. Yes. Well, that's what we're going <laughs> to be talking about. I think about. we're already confused. The 9-11 ship has sailed because that algorithm, that finite number of steps that were set up by security corporations to replace a job economy with a security-based economy. Now, when I say security, it means jobs guarding prisoners, jobs guarding federal courthouses, jobs securing the, the rights of people. Yeah, yeah, and jobs hassling people at airports and bus stations and everywhere else, too. Don't forget TSA. How many employees do they have? Too many. And so this is where you have the term freedom is slavery. Ah, okay. 1984. That's right. So the Goldstein Papers. And that explains it all. And so on November 14th at 3 p.m. Beijing time, we had an algorithm replace 9-11. And this is the algorithm that involves Saudi Arabia China, and the United States. And with that, we're going to discuss, uh, I guess, with the United States, we, we had mentioned earlier uh, a few shows back that there was $9 trillion missing in spending. 
Well, we're going to show you where that money went tonight, folks. And with regards to Saudi Arabia, there has been an interest in limiting oil output. But Iran has been um, refusing. And it is because, Frank, if you pick up the photograph or the image from that I sent you in the email of the Karun River in Iraq. Well, it's actually in Iran, but you see Iran is doing slant hot horizontal drilling into the Najaf oil basin. And the, the Karun River runs right to it and then into the Gulf the Persian Gulf. Now, this is the same oil basin, coincidentally, that Kuwait was siphoning when Iraq blew up the oil wells. So now, that was what, 2000? When was Mm. Kuwait? 1990. Kuwait was 1990. Now, Kuwait, what do you mean? The first Iraqi war or the second one? The second one where they blew up the oil oh, well. Okay, where Junior Wen says, because you threatened my daddy. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. That was 2000, I right? It, it, it might have been 2000, yeah. All right, so we have in 2000 the slant drilling for Kuwait into Iraq. Now we have 2012. Well, let's just do 2014. 14 years later, folks. We have slant drilling by Iran into Iraq. Now, folks, OPEC is trying to limit the production of Iran, but Iran has just met with Merkel's government and demanded that they come help them extract them stealing oil from Iraq. Oil that would go to pay to rebuild Iraq, keep uh, all the Syrian refugees jobs over there instead of sending them to the United States, it would stabilize the area. Because in this regard, war is peace, a piece of the action. And stable is bad for business. So, uh, you know, I had asked you one earlier in an earlier show two weeks ago, You know, when I refer to King Salman in in these acts to which, mm, I don't want to use the word, how stupid could you have been? You said it diplomatically, right? I did? I think you did. You put it to say that... That seems out of my nature, but okay. It's not the fact that you were stupid when you acted like this, but it was that you ignored the consequences of this slant drilling. Yeah, but that and yeah, that is. So, what do you think King Solomon's going to do now that he knows that his biggest competitor is stealing the oil from Iraq through slant drilling into the Najaf oil basin? What do I think he's going to do? Well, it's yeah, gonna, what do you think he's going to do? He's probably going to put an end to it. I mean, you know, they don't have any problems. Uh, look what they're doing in Yemen. All right, King Solomon, let's put a check by your name. You're going to do something. 
So now let's go to the second reset, which involves China. And so with that, let us go. Here's a, to... Wait a minute. Here's a bad thing, though, I just thought of. Uh, maybe he'll do what he did in Syria, and that's just have the United States do his dirty work for him. Oh, we're going to get to that. That's the third part of the reset. All right. So with China, it is now forecasted in December that there is going to be a China debt crash. And if you go to the China debt crash, that is Thomson and Reuters forecast, you can see that the gross development project, uh, uh, the GDP, uh, has rose 270%. And this is the debt associated with the GDP. They are in a subprime crisis. So for every yuan that China generates, they create four yuans in debt. Folks, you get that? For every yuan that they're printing, they're going four into debt. All right. Now it's called, they're up the yi-yang in printing money. And George Soros is ready to pounce on them, which is why they have to screw up the U.S. debt instruments that China has in its possession, which is why Donald Trump is going to try to borrow a, and increase the debt on the United States to effectively devalue those debt instruments. So, okay, let me, let me put this in English. You're saying Donald Trump is going to go further and faster in debt, so basically he can create inflation, which will make the debt instruments worth less than they are. Correct. Okay. And with that, then follows the China uh, corporate debt. Okay, that's all I also sent you. You see, it's also the largest in the world. And then you're going to see all of China's corporations default, and not even the credit swaps are going to be able to get them out. With the slowing economy, with the debt increasing, they are going to collapse with a default on loans and bonds. It's already happening in Hong Kong. All right, folks, do you want to put that in English, Frank? No. I think okay. you, I think you did. I, I, I think they got it. Now, what is going to trigger that is the fact that all, and if you go to my third one, the high-yield Chinese property bonds, those are now defaulting all over China, Hong Kong, and Asia, where they invested in properties and they are no longer getting any retail love back or purchasing. Everybody's defaulting on buying any more property in Asia. It's a policy risk, folks, and that's going to trigger the corporate crisis in the bonds which is then going to fall into 
a China debt crash caused by Mr. Trump further borrowing. That's what the first thing Trump said. There is plenty of money to borrow. Well, of course there's plenty of money. I mean, they, they can spin it out of thin air. Of course there's plenty of money. So he plans to bankrupt America. And I think he's declared bankruptcy how many times? Several times. Well, so he knows exactly how to do it. Folks. Well, yeah, he does know how to do it. And the fact of the matter is, okay, here's the sad part for everybody out there who's uh, in, in radio land. The United States is already bankrupt. We've been bankrupt. We've been bankrupt for most of our lives. Now, if yes. Trump throws it in over 19, the edge. Let, let's break it down. In 1953, we mortgaged the country under Rockefeller for the oil. And in 1984, we mortgaged the country under the fracking, which is why Obama kept it in the ground. In 2012, it was supposed to go into bank, full bankruptcy, which is why Obama never left, let the fracking gas out of the ground. Because as soon as the fracking gas leaves the ground, it is no longer a U.S. governmental asset. Now... You're asking, what would that 2012 bankruptcy have created? It would have created a U.S. defense and security company system on the United States run by no more than U.S. Senator and Secretary of Defense William S. Cohen. Former U.S. Senator and Secretary of Defense William S. Cohen. And that's the third item I sent you, Frank, or the fourth. He is the chief executor of the Cohen Group. And they just visited Saudi Arabia to shake them down because he and the other 16 companies that accompanied him, and if you scroll down, we're going to go through those companies. These are the defense contractors which have been supporting the Yemen rebels. Okay. The is this, Arab is this, Spring. Is this the one with the headline, USSA, BC brings large delegation of U.S. defense and security companies to Saudi Arabia? Yes. This okay. was time to be with the Clinton victory in presidency. Ah. You see? Now, folks, we're going to bring this to everybody's attention. Of course, this was uh, in 2011, but that's when it all started going down. Okay, folks? So let's look at this again of these 16 contractors which were involved in the Arab Spring assault on Saudi Arabia. The Cohen Group. Well, of course, we've discussed that. That's U.S. Secretary of Defense Cohen, it's a company that understands business, political, legal, and regulatory shakedowns. The 3M company, manufacturing, construction, hospitals, hospitals that have been holding the rebel communication centers, supercomputer centers, hospitals and supercomputer centers. I like that. All right. Let's go to Alliant Tech Systems. These are companies, and they provide NATO standard small and medium caliber ammunition used by the Yemen rebels. Excellent for aerospace com composites in wing skins and structural frames. I see satellite components. My favorite, BAE Systems. 
defense, intelligence, and civilian systems, for manufacturing, electronic systems, armored combat vehicles, in fact, everything that you see being used by the Yemen rebels. Boeing Middle East Limited, military aircraft, satellites, electronic defense systems, everything from Kuwait, Qatar, Oman, Egypt, everything, UAE, it's called Arab Spring. You know... I'm starting to see a pattern here. Wait a minute. Companies. Are you? you? Concentric Solutions International. Countermeasures, travel intelligence, reputational management services, intercon security. Concentric intercon. DynCorp International, my favorite. Intelligence services, security logistics. 60 years of experience. EADS, North America, aerospace, defense markets. And this, of course, they specialize on projects in Saudi Arabia and Egypt. God bless Arab Spring in Egypt. The FLIR Systems, Inc. Well, gee, they manufacture and market thermal imaging so that they can do infrared cameras. Hey, these are the boys that got famous. These are the boys that got famous at Waco. There you go, FTR International, engineering construction. Let's build those state-of-the-art science laboratories for water reclamation, port securities, and anything we blow up, we can rebuild. Lockheed Martin, the company that actually steals patents from Elliot Bernstein and everybody. They work with 75 different countries, including everybody involved in Arab Spring, the UAE, the Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Turkey, and we will divide and conquer everything into four separate operating units. We design, develop, and manufacture and integrate chaos. Monitor Group, my one of my favorites, they specialize in corporate strategy, scenario planning, regional economic competitives. I think what's that that group in the Bond movies that I always bring up? Spectre. Spectre. Yeah, because That's, I'm reading this and I'm 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 reading this and they don't they don't make anything. Okay? They're a think tank. Navistar Defense. They do and supply the the network for nine different manufacturing plants. Anything you want to build in the theater fleet support. All right, commercial trucking. Yep. Everybody, commercial trucking. Hey, very equal engine. You can see these guys on the road, Navistar. That's right, Northrop Grumman, the people that screwed all the black kids across America in the schools. Okay, Northrop Grumman Mission Systems Arabia provide advanced information solutions for defense, intelligence, and civil agencies. And all the better to screw you over Yemen, a fake Yemen. Parsons, engineering, construction, technical, and management services. A definite delivery solution. Okay. <laughs> Psych, S-A-I-C. That's C-I-A spelled backwards, and that's exactly what it is. It's a deep domain knowledge to solve problems that were stolen by corporate espionage. King Salman, I want you to pay attention to Psych. They've been sucking out all your bank data. Stanley Black and Decker. Hey, let's get those tools and electronic security solutions solutions and engineering fastening solutions. It's a way to perform. Textron Systems. 
Homeland Security, Aerospace Communities, and Situational Awareness Force Production, and basically everything you want to do for precise weapons. Turner Strategic Technologies. Oh, it's Virginia Base. They've gone blue. Expertise in general contracting, tactile defense solutions, and program management. And I know this is one of your favorite, Franks. Valkyrie Enterprises. Modernization, professional training of the, the elite prison system to bring you the best of the Libya and North African rebels into your homeland. It's called Design Engineering, Military Logistics, and Marine Assessment and Surveying. Hey, and they make the uh, Aegis system, which, uh, you know, somehow the Chinese got a hold of. Well, of course, it was sold by Mr. Cohen. Ah. BSD LLC. Let's talk human systems integration, software development, process improvement. Can we say the word drone? Well, okay, let's cut. What? what they, they, this is a very impressive list of companies. And they, they were the ones that betrayed Saudi Arabia. Basically, and all this, the Arab countries. If you put this list together, you could build just about anything. You could build world war. Well, in fact, you could say war is peace. Ignorance is strength. Freedom is slavery. You could say, let's talk about taking over the world by commanding its energy sources. Okay, by splitting up in the world into three great super states. That's exactly what it's about. Europe with Russia, the British Empire by the United States, and Eurasian Oceania, okay, effectively being the third. East Asia is going to be what they're fighting over. China, yes, they are. They're going to be fighting over East Asia and the disputed territories of North Africa and the Middle East, which, of course, I think well, Saudi Arabia... Let me, let me ask you something in the big picture here before we go to break. Does, does the, the, the Western elitists do they understand china at all do they do they grasp that look you know china will pretty much go along with any of your plans as long as you don't screw around in asia do they get uh, that frank haven't you done your training at thompson and reuters training for the china debt crash the china corporate debt no i i, I, crash? I, I missed and that. the chinese real estate crash don't you see that going for China's throat right now. And President Xi Jinping, our core leader for corporate excellence, is sitting there thinking, how stupid could I have been not to see this? But of course, that is exactly diplomatically what you have advised me to carefully put into the following <laughs> words. Well, the thing is, I mean, really, it is short-sighted not to have seen that, mm, let's see, uh, the United States will screw you in any deal you ever make with them. And the only reason I know that is because the United States government has done that every single time with every single country it's ever made a deal with. No, sir. You're going to rephrase that and say that the Cohen group and the defense industry groups that we just named have planned an interior coup. Okay. Now, we'll go to the group, the the song. I want to dedicate this, of course, to 
um, the gentleman who died up in Oregon when he went into a lethal traffic stop. Finicum. Finicum Indus. But I also want to say that, do you realize that Donald Trump is facing a military coup from within for these very basic defense contractors who have effectively frozen any advancements in military technology being used by the United States in order for them to execute a corporate coup in North Africa, in Asia, and the United States. I don't think. That's the reset for tonight, folks. Because, you see, once it's known, all their plans fall to the ground. All of them. Which is why 9-11 no longer applies 11:14. Well, here's one of the sad things, though. Uh, you can know, I can know, all the listeners out there can know. You know what? And, and the Chinese leaders and everybody else can listen and go, huh. But you know what? They have to act on it. They have to take it seriously, and they got to do something. They can't just knowing about it isn't good enough for them. Well, I hope they stay tuned for part two of the show. So let's go to the music, and this is for Mr. Finnegan. 